All right, man. Well, I mean, first things first, man. How are you doing? Doing good. Uh, honestly, just got done with the work, so just kind of hanging out, made some dinner. Mm. Um, just been kind of working a lot, like my day job, and then working on music whenever I can. So just kind of staying busy. Uh, that's for sure. Honestly, it's been kind of nice doing my own thing. What do you do normally during the day, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, yeah, so I have a customer relations job. I don't want to say where, of course. That's fine. Uh, yeah, no, I have a customer relations job. So I just answer people on emails. Um, I also do a lot of like forum work. So I talk to people in forums, like through the company I work for, um, and kind of like bring them in, you know, for you know, mm. if they have any questions and whatnot, or if they want to buy any product and stuff like that. So yeah, I do a lot of customer care during the day. And, Uh, for my work for that and what actually like got you into music in general before we get started to your whole journey to production to where you are right now yeah uh honestly i've always uh loved music in general when i was younger um uh, my grandma always encouraged me to like try something music like mm. musically wise but i always grew up kind of racing dirt bikes and whatnot so oh really um, yeah so i kind of you know i was when i was younger that's kind of all my dad And I did was, you know, it was if I wasn't in school, I was dirt biking and in the summer I was dirt biking. And if I wasn't dirt biking, I was, you know, helping him demo houses and doing construction work and stuff like that with him mm -hmm. on houses. Um, but, you know, the music thing, my grandma always encouraged me, like join the choir, like play an instrument. Like she would always like encourage me and say she would be willing to like, help me and pay for it. You know, that was something she always wanted to do as a you know a little girl. So that's why she encouraged me to do it. But um, I joined the choir when I was in like third grade. That was honestly because I did want to like talk to a chick so that like, you know, like, <laughs> it was a classic like, oh, my grandma paid for it. Like, I'll go, you know, try and check it out. Um, I, I did end up pretty liking it, even though I'm not I'm still not a big fan of my voice and singing, but I still think it's a cool art, you know. But that was my first kind of like intro with music, like other than, you know, listening to it on my you know CD player and whatnot. But mm -hmm. then after that, um, I did uh do a couple months of guitar lessons, but same thing. Like my grandma encouraged me. I started doing it. I really enjoyed it for a little bit, but my guitar mm -hmm. instructor wasn't really the best. He made it kind of not so fun. Like there was a couple of times where like <clears throat> I'd get done like practicing. I don't know if whether my nails were too short or the way he was teaching me, but my nails would be bleeding a lot, you know, like my nails oh. and fingertip area, you know? So I just didn't like it after a while and he kind of made it not so fun. So That kind of, you know, stopped any, you know, me doing any music wise just because I was, you know, racing dirt bikes, riding bikes, mm. and kind of just being a, you know, kid outdoors all the time. And then um, as I got older and kind of doing more things by myself, um, I went to like my first festival and then stuff like that. Like, I went to EDC for the first time and I was like, wow, like I've been a fan of the music. Like I'd started listening to like Adventure Club and um, Daft Punk and, you know, stuff like that, you know, okay. like all the original stuff, like Odessa stuff, you know, like a lot of. Odessa and like Adventure Club was like on a lot of dirt bike edits, like in early like 2011, 2012, 2013, kind of around then, you know. So mm. that's what really introduced it. Like there was like, um, I don't remember the song, like Bullet Train. I forgot who it was that by, but oh, I uh, know Bullet Train. I know yeah, that Bullet, song. That's one of yeah, my see, favorite songs from yeah. back then. Yeah, so that, yeah. See, that was that was like on a huge dirt bike edit that like I would literally just watch the dirt bike like edit a like bullet every day. Train. Yeah, like I would watch it every day just listen to that song because that's all I knew it from was just that edit, you know. Like I didn't realize who it was until I got older, you know. But hold on, bro. Um, it was By like stuff like Steven that. Steven Swartz. 
Yep. Steven Sorns um, featuring Joni Fatora. I guess that's she's the singer. Yeah. And then so like stuff like that, you know, was the stuff I was listening to, like electronic wise, like old Skrillex and stuff like that, you know. Wow. And then um yeah, I went to EDC, you know, and kind of started listening to a bunch of different stuff after that. That's where I kind of found like Chami and the whole like, you know, confession, night bass and all that kind of sound. And at first I was a big like bass head, like loved all the bass just because I'd always like grew up listening to like heavy rock and mm. rap and stuff like little harder stuff you know and then i found house and kind of that harder house around like confession and whatnot and yeah i just kind of went down that rabbit hole and you know told myself one day you know that was something i wanted in my life because i stopped racing you know motocross and just had motocross for fun but even then wasn't even doing it as much so i felt like i didn't have anything in my life that i was like working for you know and working to get better at so yeah. um music was definitely the first thing that came to mind like i had tried it when i was younger before something i always wanted to try again so i started you know really looking into like music schools and kind of how i could start getting into music and what i could do you know it was kind of more just like out of an interest because i personally wanted to figure out how these people were making these songs i was listening to and what you know just going wow this this is sick and i don't understand how they're making it i want to understand and it's something i can get better at so i want to do it because that's kind of how my life has always been like i've always had motocross and it's you and you know 20 other people or 40 other people so it's like constantly you know trying to make yourself better you know at at what you're trying to do so it's like i always have to have something in my life where i'm constantly trying to be better at, you know what i mean like that's just in my own yeah you know in my own life and and like whatever i'm doing i like i don't want to do things just to do it i want to do things so i want to be the best i can be at it you know and that's whatever i do so yeah that's why i've enjoyed music because man, that thrill and rush of making a song or yeah. to play a song out for people and yeah. you know, whoop, whoop in the crowd or just seeing people enjoy it like and them not knowing it's your song, but you knowing it's your song and yeah. it's such a cool feeling, you know? So yeah, I would say, you know, that's what's really driven me and kind of get, gotten me all excited about this stuff because yeah, I used to be just someone who used to be like, how do they make this crap? I don't think I could ever make a song. In my right. Life, you know? And then now I can you know, sit down in a couple hours, get pretty high and make a song. Like, yeah, this is sick, you know? <laughs> Dude, that is such a cool story to to listen about. And there's like a lot of things that you mentioned that is like, holy crap. It's like, if only if you lived in Puerto Rico with me, we would have crossed roads right away, man. Yeah, uh, no, for sure. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how old you are. Are you, are you in your I'm 30s? 26. Oh, I'm you're 26. 26. All right. So you're like, yeah. so you're like um six years younger than me but okay yeah I'm, I'm in i i i grew up i grew up um with the well obviously in the fucking island you grew up with surfing and anything that, yeah. that involves with a board you know you get you get skateboarding doing, longboarding yeah surfing. everything you know and obviously yeah. when i travel around the states the first thing i do is like let's go to to a mountain and snowboard yeah absolutely yeah. Oh, yeah. that's see that's my that's like my weakness too it sucks because motocross like right now in arizona this is the best time because it's nice I weather and, you know we get rain every now and then but then at the same time i can drive you know two hours north and yeah. i have snow and i'm always like oh i want to go dirt biking but then oh i want to go ride my snowboard you know so it's like always a hard debate <laughs> right Dude, and I remember when I was in high school or junior high at that time, I had a, I don't know why, but it hit me the, the fever to, to look at dirt biking and all that stuff. I could have never rode one because my parents wouldn't let me. So the closest yeah. thing I did was, um, uh, dirt bike, um, with the bicycles, um, BMX. Oh, yeah, BMX. Yeah, yeah. BMX. Yeah. So I went full BMX back home and there were 
play and I went into hills and to yeah, all the jumps sands. And trails yeah. And- um I couldn't do all the jumps because I was too scared and I don't know why um I when I do try it, I just land on the floor for some god knows reason. So <laughs> yeah. I never I, I and that and, and it's not just bike uh, biking. I, I also had that problem when I when it comes to surfing or snowboarding yeah. and skateboarding. Like I can never do any fucking trick. So you know what I did? I stick it with like all right, I can ride. At least I can ride. But with yeah. the BMX bikes, I, at least I can actually do like the simple, you know, little wheelie tricks and then going. Yeah going off the chair to go in front of the wheels and or yeah. stop midway and just like do little moves back that was back then but i do remember that back then one of my favorite people that i used to grow up when i was in that you know phase was um matt hoffman and travis pastrana yep. yeah <laughs> tp yep i i honestly have a couple autographs of travis pastrana because oh dude uh, yeah i got to meet him a couple of times like one time was super cross um, and then like, I don't know if you remember like Mike Mexker and all of them, like, I don't know if you ever heard those names, but they were kind of more like freestyle motocross people. But, uh, they used to, there used to be a race out here in Arizona where a lot of those people would come out to. And, uh, I got a couple of their autographs when they're out here, but yeah, that's Matt Hoffman. Same thing. Grew up watching Matt Hoffman videos, yeah. like all that stuff. And then, yep. Travis Pastrana, Ricky Carmike, all those days that, yep. It's does- just motocross. That's one thing I am thankful for. Is yeah. My dad and, has always got me on a bike or something behind two, you know, on two wheels since I was like five years old, you know, so. That's it, dude. And, and one of the things I like about Travis is because um he's actually half Puerto Rican. Yeah, I think he, yep. Uh, from from the father's that. side. He had father, the yep. father is Puerto Rican. And then later he was in the army and moved into Massachusetts. And that's where Travis was born. But he's actually yep. at Puerto Rico and has competed in the Puerto Rican Olympics for for or represent the the flag of Puerto Rico for for the um, Supercross and motocross nations. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like, Rico holy team. shit. To me, that's like, yo, that's my hero. That's my PR hero. You know, yeah. at least he repped it. He didn't just like go ahead and say like, oh, you know. I couldn't compete in the U.S. because he could compete in the U.S. He, he's as yeah. as good as anyone in the, in the U.S., but he decided to go on the Puerto Rico and compete with it. You know, I fuck with that. That's that's a lot of cool fits. He, he's come over to the island when he was shooting um, Nitro Circus. Yeah, yeah, but he did a lot of filming over there, I feel like. But yeah. yeah TP, TP's the man. I used to always... I still watch all the Travis Pastrana stuff, but yeah, growing up, it was always Travis Pastrana. You know? you, have you have you also checked on his stuff when he got when he goes on um, rally racing? Yeah, I watch some of that stuff. I don't get like I can never like find you know like where it's at like live you know, but I do always catch like highlights or just yeah. like, you know of like what he did that year. Kind of I follow on all of his videos he posts, so I follow him on Instagram too. So I always see the you know crazy stuff he's doing on there all the time. <laughs> I, I never knew about rally racing until I, I till I found out that this guy um was driving a, a Subaru STI on yeah. and is racing around it with along with uh, um Ken Block with his Gincana yep. shit. I was just like, what the fuck is this? These guys are like pimped out like mini sedans. Like the fuck yeah. is this? And then when I saw some of the videos, I'm like. Holy shit! What the hell? I want, I want to, I want to see some of this shit. Damn, I want a car like yeah. this. 
literally that's funny because like even some of the rally cars are like those forward focuses like SP yeah and it's like damn you could do that to your car it's pretty sick yeah <laughs> i do it i've i've been i was like a gin conifer for many years i was like when i get enough money i'm gonna get a car like that like fuck yeah, yeah. a fucking four fiesta around. like a four fiesta Fuck yeah, sign me up, man. <laughs> yeah, give me the race one. I'm down. Yeah, give, give me, me the, the R type. <laughs> give me the R type and I'm about it. Absolutely, man. Um That's funny. But oh dude, but it, it's so funny that you mentioned about some of the people that you actually listened when you grew up like, back in that 2011 era, because that was yeah. one hell of an era. And, oh, that, yeah. I, and I, just like you, when you just mentioned Bullet Train, I'm like, holy shit, how long does this guy been listening to music? Like, Bullet yeah, Train well. is not, hardly anybody, if I talk to who's been a better in music, hardly remembers Bullet Train. So the fact oh, that yeah, you I say have. that and I know about it, I'm like, oh. There's, there's a, let me find a couple of good ones because there's a couple of good, like, Odessa ones. Um, like, oh. My Friends Never Die. Like, that like album Yo. like that was such a like those days like because a lot of those like i said a lot of those songs were on a lot of dirt bike edits so like that's how the only way i had ever really listened to them like Dude, i remember um, the times it, it was like at the rising of um adventure clubs with with its infamous song the crave you um yep 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 crave you was another good one yeah um, see like odessa my friends never die was one cry, of my, a classic cry, one. And cry then, wolf, cry yeah. wolf at that time was the yeah. shit. Cry wolf was a, a good one. AU five at his right as his, at his start, you know. That was his yep. starting journey. Double Johnny, Frank Shabanchi, Fatal Fury, Jules, Mark Lawrence, Electrisium, Ed Sion, Myriad, Seven Lions shit. I remember Sansky. Oh, Seven Lions, yeah. Old Seven Lions like back in the day was like, I remember listening to that going, what am I listening to? This is wild. <laughs> Two Door Cinema Club, the Feed Me remix. What you know, um, I remember there was this most infamous um, dubstep song that, from One Republic County Stars. I didn't, can never know who actually like did the remix, but I always know it was a dubstep remix. And it just huh. like, whoa, <laughs> oh my god yeah bro like i that that was my my thing that was my thing back then growing up with melodic dubstep like I, yeah and at that time like you said like squirrels was popping around so it's like oh shit that squirrels well, that was like scary sprites and nice monsters yeah. and time. so like yeah that was when there's like the dub pavilion or what it was like the Sluts. youtube channel oh you this. my god well what was like also like the what was like the youtube channel that you listen to that just had like the little speaker with the little blue like smoke coming out of it and it was always dubstep it, oh, like people it was, always posted wasn't that meme. yeah wasn't that ukfs at the early stages? yeah 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 that's yeah, yeah. It was like UKF, but it was like they had they had like it was called something back then it was like ukf something but yeah i always used to go and listen to those mixes or something you know and just be sitting on youtube listening to them and i was like damn this stuff's crazy you know Dude, it's wow bro i mean it's offense to that that got me much more influence on making um bass music overall you know and, and and it's funny you say that because i actually started as a house producer okay and then you switched over i switched over because it got, it got to the point that i felt house itself was very monotonous that's my personal okay. opinion. Maybe it's different yeah. now, but I switched when Bass House came about <laughs> and I was fucking a lot with Bass House. And then when I realized that Bass House is like another section of, of bass music with the affiliates with Dubset and Trap. I mean, the hybrid trap era, yeah. you know what we're talking about. Yeah. Everybody was spinning trap music like 
that's yep. when I started out all together. Mm-hmm. But I always wanted to do dubstep. But and the problem is, uh, like, I was very good at making bass house and making mm-hmm. trap songs, but I wasn't good at making dubstep tracks. It was I was just like very, very, very beginner, very yeah, whack, whatever. You know, like I was just not good at all until homies of mine, producers, um, got me into mentorship. You know, with some of these big uh, guys and yeah. And I learned. And would you know that one of my first dubstep tracks was a collaboration with my homies, Big and Slim. Shout out to those guys. Yeah, okay. I know them. They're super cool. They've they've been following me for a minute. We've reached out and shared some stuff. And they've reached out to me and I've shared stuff. They've liked it. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. Because they're doing right now. They have a side project called Double Tap. And now that's like their house version of them. Oh shit! Okay, I'll definitely have to. I'll so, definitely have to check it out. Yeah, yo. So check it out. Hit them up again and tell. Uh, let them know that Wolves have sent you. You know, they they. I mean, okay. you know, my first collab uh, overall as well, and my first dub set was with them. And funny enough, that song got played heavily. That we found out later on, Adventure Club played that song twice on Lollapalooza. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. That's it. And there's a clip about it. There's a clip in YouTube that you can find and search it, and you'll be like, what the fuck? Yeah, you're like, damn, okay, that's it. That's when you know yeah. it's like, holy shit, we made it. We fucking yeah. made it. Like, goddamn, Adventure Club, Adventure Club. Yeah, we made it. We made it. Yeah. We, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, that would be, that would be fucking sick. See, like, that, like, honestly, lately, like, Dr. Fresh has said he's fake all mine out at shows. But, like, oh, I haven't seen any videos of it, so I'm like, damn it, you know. But like, uh, he has been downloading a couple of my stuff lately, and we've been talking it up, uh, you know, a little every now and then. So he was like, yeah, I've been playing this one that's coming out this month, like month. He's like, yeah, I've been playing out actually quite a bit. It's really nice. So that was like a huge shocker for me because I was like, oh my god, that's how I felt. I was like, wait, do you have any videos? Can I? Is there any? Did anyone record it? Like, is there a recording of like the set? What set was it? You know, like, let me go do some hunting. You know, yeah. but yeah, it's it's definitely a cool feeling when someone you know, bigger or someone you look up to definitely plays out your stuff. Yeah, no, bro. The sensation itself is already like, wow, bro. Like it's, it's, I don't know. I can't even describe what it is because it's speechless. It's the fact it's more of a, of a acknowledgement. Like they, it's just, well, it's just crazy too. Like, I feel like most people, like there are a lot of people that, you know, actually have like a music back, like a music background, meaning like they like went, you know, did like maybe band growing up or mm. their you know parents had them in piano or something, you know, flute, clarinet, something like that. But there's a lot of people that really just like kind of in my boat or, you know, I don't know what your background is, but just people who really like the music and want to learn it and make it for themselves. So yeah, to like make something and then to think that, you know, someone, that's like playing big shows, whether they're you know, musically trained or not, but still plays it in front of thousands of people. It's like, holy shit, like I must be doing something right. Or like, that's really cool. You know, like, I would have never thought that, you know, like four or five years ago, you know? Yeah. My music background is ass. <laughs> <laughs> I have zero experience with playing any instruments. I've tried. <laughs> I tried play the flute. I tried playing the guitars, but it's just no. However, I, really I love the piano. I will say that I really love the piano. I, I I was never I was never into the like instruments like uh, at all or my parents never got me into it because I was just so focused with doing outdoor shit and yeah, they want and, and they want me to focus more on the outdoor shit but I I guess like I 
I did learn a lot when I moved here to Miami. Okay. When I went to audio school, the, um, the same school that yeah. me and Nigga Greedy went together. In fact, we graduated together at the same time. What school? Uh, SAE. Oh, okay. Nice. So we went to that for a year's course and I learned music theory from there. And I don't know how to play the piano, but I know... Like, you know, scales and whatnot. Yeah. And I know cool. when something's out of scale, I can tell right away. It's yeah. n- it's not more. N- it's not more about like I know by listening to it. I know for a fact that's out of scale. No, it's more about the frequency. Like I know the frequency of the scale, so I can tell okay. when you when that sound is out of scale by just listening to the frequency of it. I mean, yeah, it w- they they beat us down with with listening to all sorts of frequencies. You know, even there was like literally an everyday thing that we got to go sit down in the labs and listen to frequencies and then this and then like multiple choice decide which frequency is is this and we just have to like choose it and we train our ears with that shit you know yeah so i don't have a a musical background per se i have more of a audio engineer background and that's what i still do to this day i'm like that's my my day job you know i'm an audio engineer and I do live sounds a lot and music wise. The best I could tell you is that I've, I was being influenced by many genres since I was growing up. Like my parents put me into listening to Phil Collins, Danny, Guns N' Roses later on, you know, stuff like that, you know, then later on. My dad had to listen to like stuff like Seal, Sticks, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Stuff like, my mom had me on stuff like System of a Down, Lincoln Park, you know. Oh Godsmack, shit! Metallica, your mom like is uh, your mom is amazing yeah. that she taught you yeah. Lincoln Park. Yeah. Oh yeah. My mom got me literally all my rock and like rap stuff comes from my mom's side, and then like what she showed me, and then my dad honestly is the one who showed me like all like to steal sticks, the police, yeah. you know, the, the police, Eagles, yeah, you know, like all that kind of stuff, like the fun like boat music and like road trip music kind of vibe you know so yeah honestly i i have a lot of definitely uh uh aspects that's, to, like to pull from that's fire bro honestly like some I, classic santana you know i love some oh santana, santana. <laughs> oh okay damn that's fire hey i tell you i grew up with lincoln park and blink 182 limp biscuit System yeah, all oh, Limp Biscuit. Uh, dude, some funny, a funny story about my Limp Biscuit. So I won't say any names, but my last roommate, he's also uh, a dubstep producer. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was like, bro, you gotta like try to figure out a way to like sample like something like from Limp Biscuit. He's like, who's that? I'm like, bro, you make music and you don't know who Limp Biscuit is, even though it's like not really any correlation. I just feel like Limp Biscuit is such like an angry like mosh kind of type music you know it's like it does have such relatives to bass music like it goes hand in hand you know like there's been probably a bunch of limp biscuit edits that have been made with dubstep you know but yeah i showed him break stuff and he looked at me like i was psychotic and i was like bro this was the best stuff like i remember being like (laughs) nine ten years old in my like radio like you know my cd player fucking fucking face tonight you know (laughs) give me something to break and i'm like fucking 10 years old, like wondering why I'm so angry all the time. <laughs> rolling, 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 keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Yeah. My, so. my favorite song was uh, My Generation. It's like, do you know who yep. we are? Welcome to the jungle, punk. Take a look around. <laughs> it's Limp Biscuit fucking every town. Did, 
Did you see Fred Durst recently play? What were, where did Fred? They just played recently. What was it Coachella? So, or, I, I I remember I saw their names. Yeah, that they got the band yeah. back doing you know these little festivals just to play playing again, bro. I definitely so will fuck with. I, I would love to see it. I would go ham in a fucking oh. set right now. I would go absolutely bonkers, <laughs> bro. I went to a Blink One Eighty Two concert and. For me, that was like heaven, bro. That was heaven, bro. I went there and, bro, people are wild. See, people. I was super, I was super sad. We had System of a Down come and me and my mom looked Yo. at each other we're like, damn, we need to go. But then like tickets were like 200 bucks a piece almost. What? We yeah, we couldn't afford it at the time. It was like 150 for like the cheapest ticket, like 100 bucks. We're like, damn. You know, I can't do that right now. I wanted to, but yeah, I was super sad because I, I thought the same thing. I was like, yeah, if I can go see System of a Down right now, it'd probably be the most sick fucking concert in the world. Wake up, wake but yeah, Nookie. I remember Nookie rearranged. That was some of my classic ones. <laughs> oh, Limp Biscuit, Dude, I love them. Limp Biscuit, man. That was the shit, bro. Shout that out Fred Durst. Shout out Fred Durst. Shout out He's to man. him, man. The one thing I do regret was that I've never took the opportunity to go to a Linkin Park concert. That was... Yeah, same. Trust me. I agree. They were at, like, some Texas festival, like AMF, I think it was. Like, Austin Music Festival. It was, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Linkin Park, and a bunch of, like, right before Chester passed. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I want to go to that. And then, you know, Chester's whole thing happened. I was like, oh, wow. Now my life is very sad. Yeah. Sure. I have a lot of things to look forward to, but now I'm very sad. I do have fun and like think about it too. So I have the hybrid theory. No I way. I have the Funko Pop hybrid theory. No. But yeah, so Mantic, honestly, too, and grocery boards. Uh, we were uh, on Twitter and I had reposted it because they posted, you know, Funko Pop releasing. You know, the hybrid theory. Yeah, the hybrid theory 20 year collection. Yeah, it was sick. So I instantly got it. Ryan got it. But yeah, I I love I had to get it. Honestly, I thought about getting that little hybrid theory, man, like tattooed on me somewhere. Cause yeah, I can honestly say I burnt that CD like straight to the ground by just running it every day. You know what I mean? Like if I was to find that CD and put in a CD player, it'd probably skip so much because of how much I fucking used to play it, you know? Oh, bro. <laughs> that always one, much it. It's that one and Meteora. And then my favorite album of, of all was the one they did live in Texas because they have the best of Meteora and Habit Fury. And that and that was just shit live. And I love that album a lot. I love like when they, they released that shit, man. But Hybrid Fury, oh yeah. That was like I guess like one of my first CDs that I got in my sixth grade for a birthday yeah, gift, see, you know. Yeah, see that I remember my the I remember my little CD case I had. My CDs I had in there is I had Corn CD, I had that Lincoln Park one, Hybrid Theory. I had System of a Down. I had toxic like this toxicity album, and then I another I forgot what other system of a down album I had, and then I had a couple Metallica ones. I had shoot, I had like two more good ones. Oh, I had a, I my of course my Green Day, and then a Blink One Eighty Two. Damn, one. Green and then Day. Some Event Sevenfold. I do remember having my Event. Wow, Event Sevenfold. Yeah. And I was this was literally when I was like eight to like eleven, you know, like with my CD player and iPods, and that was like the kind of stuff I was listening to. <laughs> and then like you know, like old Drake, Tupac, and like I remember 
Well, see, I kind of first kind of got more in like the Biggie Tupac when I got into seventh grade. Me and my buddies all went and saw that Notorious movie. Yeah. And we thought we were like the most gangster kids in the you know school. <laughs> now. We went and saw, you know, our parents let us go see Notorious. Like we saw a bunch of, you know, dope and chicks and Holy sex, drugs and rap. And we're like, we're like, we're so sick, you know, like Biggie <laughs> Tupac for life, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah, that's when I really started listening to like. Andre Nicotina, Biggie, Snoop, Pac, fucking, oh gosh, uh, Mac Dre. Like, I remember always going over to my one of my best friend's house, and his sister was, I think she's five years old, so probably about your age, though. And like, she would take us like to McDonald's or something, you know, like, mm. she, she would be able to drive. And she had like always a bumping system, and she'd be like bumping like Fizzle Dance, you know, and like a bunch of like old Mac Dre songs, like Andre Nicotina shit. We were like nine, ten years old, you know, just like, Bumping like Andre Nicotina to McDonald's and shit, you know. So yeah, that's kind of how like how I started listening like all stuff like that and whatnot. I was just like, damn, this shit's crazy. I'm down with it, you know. But yeah, that's awesome. At that time, when I started listening to yeah, music was wild back then. It was. It it was so like it was still like even because it was still been around for a long time. But like that's when like people were just starting to say like fuck it, like we're making whatever the fuck we want and doing whatever the fuck. Yeah, less restrictions and shit. You know. Yeah, for sure. Because I feel like all the music before then, like there were so many like you had to be just in this one lane doing this certain thing. You know, like I think uh, that even though it's like kind of different, but straight out of Compton kind of portrays that a little bit perfectly. Like when yeah. they're DJing the nightclub and he's like, I only want that soft shit. You know, like that's literally how like certain periods were like, they only want specific stuff. And, you know, I feel like in the night, like early nineties and early two thousands or maybe late nineties, I should say in early two thousands is when people just started saying, fuck it. And really started breaking boundaries. Good. Crazy music, yeah. You know? <laughs> I remember, you know, my first hip hop album was Eminem, the Marshall Matters album. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And I was way too young for me to have that. And my mom didn't know about it. But what, yeah. how, how, how the hell can she know? She doesn't listen to it. <laughs> yeah. And that's where the, I think that's one of the first times it, I think I heard music of a rapper, you know, saying like, fuck, like, 10 times in one sentence. <laughs> yeah, being all hyped about it, you know? Like, yeah. What, yeah. Yeah, what's stupid about me is that, you know, just to act oh, cool, I say, fuck, yeah, ugh, fuck this and yeah. fuck that. And you're talking to a kid that's in elementary school, you know, and, and kids look at you, it's like, oh my God, why are you saying that? It's like, because. Yeah, because yeah, I heard on this song. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he said it. I could say. I can say. It. I can yeah, say no, I, you know. <laughs> I, well, yeah, no, I, I, well, I remember. I feel like that too. And then because, like you said, like I always, I grew up dirt biking and whatnot. So like I always grew up with all my dad's friends and whatnot. So I always, I always heard like people cussing and then, you know, hearing like, oh, you can't say that. You know, you're a kid. But then yeah, I'd hear it in songs. So I was like, fuck all of this, you know. Yeah. But, yeah <laughs> I remember your cuss words definitely slipping out at a young age. Where I was definitely like the one to like, I was definitely guilty of it. Like if teachers called me out, like. You know, sometimes there's instances where like some te- teachers try to make me look dumb in classes, and I was like, "Yo, you're a fucking asshole," and everyone just is just like, <gasps> you know, and I'm just like, I don't give a shit. Like, it, my first time it happened was in sixth grade. And, <laughs> yeah, the first time I was this was actually real bad. And I, looking back on, I feel terrible, like because I was <sighs> just growing up, like I was. I don't know. I felt like there's always just something happening. Like I was always dirt biking. So kids always had something to say about me dirt biking. Like I remember when I came to school with a broken collarbone, no one believed me. So like kids punched me in my collarbone because they didn't believe me and shit like what? that. Oh yeah. Like 
just I grew up in like a rich like kind of you know area where it's kind of snobby kids like that you know so being yeah I get you kind of like Hispanic and you know a little different and doing different things you know yeah. I have like all the nice cars and you know newest stuff and whatnot so there's a lot of things like that and whatnot but um yeah sorry that kind of just it was a little you know off topic and frustrating no nah, that's okay that yeah um, this is a free it's free so, space to talk yeah, about yeah stuff. no but yeah that was my first time where something like that happened was, was like sixth grade and i was like telling um i was talking to my friend about something and the teacher was basically like started screaming at me and was like you got detention tomorrow for lunch like go outside and i was like i didn't even do anything and she was like she was pregnant too. That's why I also feel bad looking at now. Oh, wow. Like, wow. Yeah. Like why tensions were high, you know, like why she was probably so frustrated that like, yeah. I wasn't listening, you know, like being, I was a sixth grade kid, you know, like not listening. I'm like, this, this lady's pregnant. Like I, now I'm understanding like as a 26 year old doll, like yeah, being an adult trying to deal with a sixth grader, you know? So she's like screaming at me, like go sit down in your seat, you know, like you're in trouble. You got, you know, detention tomorrow. Yada, yada. I'm like, you're such a bitch. Like I didn't even do anything wrong. Like you're just accusing me of shit. And I was, and she's like, why don't you just call me? Go outside right now. And I was like, fuck you. I don't care. And I walked outside and I remember cause like, it was kind of like, you know, a lot more heated. I'm not going to scream it the way I was, you know, <laughs> heated the moment. But I remember walking out and I kid you not. I remember sitting across the hall, the two yeah. doors and the door next to me, kids looking through the window, like trying to see what was happening. <laughs> they had heard it. And so, like, everyone's just staring at me, and she comes out and she's bawling her eyes out. Why would you do that? Like, why would you, like, why would you say? And I was like, I'm like, I'm sorry. You started yelling at me and you started accusing me of something I didn't do. Like, I didn't like that. And I, like, I got angry. I'm sorry, you know, but yeah, but that, has, that happened uh, one time, damn. you know, like, that was the first time. So I felt terrible. But then, like, high school, it happened again. Like, one of my teachers that I actually liked, he like said something stupid. And I was like, that was kind of a stupid remark to say as a teacher. And he was like, what'd you say? And uh, I like, I was like, that was kind of a stupid remark to say. Like, you don't know how like other people would think like, you know, hearing you say that, like what would make, you know, that would make me think differently of you. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't like hearing that. And he was like, well, you're a student. You should listen. I was like, well, you're a fucking asshole. If you're not even going to listen to how I feel about it. And he was like, go outside right now. And I was like, all right. And then he came out and he's like, I did not expect that of you. Like you're on the football team. I guess when I was on the football team, he's like, you're a leader, this and that. And I was like, well, I just didn't like what you had to say and like how you like confidently said it. And like, we're proud of your statement. And like, you know, there's a lot of people that probably think differently and it didn't feel right. You know, hearing someone say that. Yeah. And so like that happened. And then again, like my football coach one time, like I sucked at math and he was my fucking math teacher. The varsity coach was. Right. So he called me out on a question and then basically make me feel like an idiot because I didn't know. And I was like, you don't have to make me look like an idiot. You don't have to be an asshole about it. And he's like, what'd you say? And I was like, like I said, just because I didn't get the question right doesn't make me have to be an asshole and make me look dumb in front of the class. He's like, go outside. And I was like, okay. So I went outside and he came out. And he's like, what, what? why would you do that? And I was like, well, you asked me a question. And then I gave you the wrong answer. You laughed. You got the whole rest of the class to laugh, basically. And like make me look like an idiot. So you're an asshole for doing that. Like yeah. simple. He's like, well, I'm telling, you know, our the varsity coach this and that. Like you're gonna have something to do with that. And like I had to go run. And it was funny because like I had weight training class like with the varsity coach that he was in go tell. Yeah. And so we get into weight training class. He's like, Sandoval, come over here. I'm like, oh, I already know what this is for us. So I walked over, he goes, You got some big balls on you, don't you? 
And I'm like, no, <laughs> like, I don't know what to say to that. You know, I'm like a high school kid, like, <laughs> sure, you know, like, no. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I know. And he's like, why'd you say it? And I'm like, because he was being an asshole. And he called me out and made me look like an idiot in front of the whole class. So I'm sorry. I don't appreciate that out of anyone. And I'm going to call anyone out that. Well, I respect it for defending yourself, but you're definitely not going to be calling any of my coaching staff an asshole and this and that from a classroom. I'm like, okay. He's like, you're going to do a lap for every word and a, uh, 25 push-ups for every letter or something like that. Like what the hell? Stupid. Yeah, something stupid that I like, you know. Something to discipline do. you, just like. Yeah, you know, something is stupid off the charts. It's like, okay, whatever. But, you know, that was like kind of the stupid shit that I get into. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not that stupid. I mean, the fact that the uh, teacher disrespect you. Yeah, like I yeah. was not afraid. Like, that's how I am. I'm not afraid to like, call it, like, you know, like in front of anyone, like, yo, whoa, what the fuck was that? You know, if, you know, call you out or call anyone out or even myself, I'll be like, yeah, that was way wrong, you know? But yeah, that that doesn't fly with me ever since sixth grade, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can, I can sympathize you with that, man. Um, I was very. Shit! Now I'm looking at my childhood. It's like, damn, I had, I really had a, a very troublesome, fucked up childhood, dude. Yeah, I don't even want to go down that road. When I, I do, I mean, trust me, I, I mean, I had a great childhood. Don't get me wrong. No, yeah, like, yeah, you know, no. There's a lot of things where I, I'm like, damn, bro, the things kids are bitching about these days. You would yeah, not last a fucking day. Yeah, <laughs> like some of these. Like, and I hate, I hate to say that type of shit, but bro, it's that true. Like, God no, damn, it's, like, it's fine. It's like there's there's half of the shit that if I if I were their age and I say that shit, oh motherfucker, I would oh, get I was a getting slap out of my face. Oh, I was getting a belt, a shoe, a pan, a comb, yeah, I get a the, bat. Yeah, the, 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 any, any any object that was close that would make me you know cry la, or la chancleta, la chancleta. <laughs> Uh, straight up dog i i I know it's like yo when till your father gets here i was like oh fuck oh, no no no, yep. no no when he when he comes he, he's like what did you do yeah 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 god damn yeah day ruined you have to yeah the snap of the bell that was yo the i was like yo sorry 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 yeah straight up i'm sorry i didn't mean to i swear i swear yo. you got the wrong story you know you got the wrong story yeah <laughs> yeah exactly no 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 you got it wrong <laughs> 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 you better. <laughs> I swear that's not what happened. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> Don't whip yet. Don't whip. Let me let me explain. And then even when you explain, you still got whipped. <laughs> bitch, basically. <laughs> you thought. You, you, know? get, you, you still get the bitch slap regardless. Oh, uh, yeah. You're always going to get it. <laughs> no doubt. Dude, yeah. No. Before. Before back then, you can't you cannot get away with half of the shit that you say, man. But no, no, that oh, literally, I, you were if you were probably a spanking kid now, they'd probably like wait to record you and do something some, again. And bro, excuse me, you know. Yeah, something. I was just like, oh, you entitled little bitch. Honestly, yeah, like, I definitely don't think I got abused, but yeah, I definitely got made sure I put my place and know what the fuck I did wrong. Exactly, but these. <laughs> These kids are like in that whole YOLO face. <laughs> yeah. And they just go and just go do the wildest shit and be like, expect no consequences, like no holding yep. accountability. It's like, oh my, you were my kid. Oh, hell no. 
Hell yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> straight up. Oh, you. Oh, no, yeah. no, no. The face will be straight up for sure. <laughs> uh, then my face will be rearranged. Probably. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, the, the worst. The worst ones that they uh, like, they uh, they say to me was uh, it's like, keep, keep your mouth. Keep your keep talking with your mouth. Cause I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna wash it up with soap. Yep, soap. I'm just like, whoa, what? Wait, uh, why are you gonna wash myself? It's like, keep fouling, keep fouling. Don't worry, <laughs> I, I have you. And then you come home, she gets get near the dish. You're like, oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm ma- mama, no, no, daddy, yeah, no. no. You got the wrong story. No, uh, no, no, yeah. you, you got the wrong story. It's, it's not what it looks like. Yeah, I swear. I swear. Oh, shit. That's funny. Yo, kids today are privileged. They're That's fucking, very true. They're fucking privileged. And some of the kids, some of the kids that are like, I see that they're crying out of nothing. And the parents are just like ignoring it. And it's like, I'm like, you ain't gonna do shit. Yeah, like you ain't gonna stop or help it or nothing or spank it or yeah. I don't know, do something. No, I cry like that, man. Oh, there was not gonna be a tomorrow in my house. <laughs> Straight up. Oh man, I'm expected to be well behaved when I'm in public all all around. I remember my dad was savage too. Even when oh, my my mom wasn't afraid to whoop me in a store, or neither was my dad. Oh, neither, <laughs> neither one of them were afraid of that. But my my dad, he was straight up savage, bro. Because he actually <laughs> go ahead and grabs up on your arm, and then it goes like, "There, if you you cry, I swear to God, you cry right now. We're gonna have serious problems where we get home." And he's like, literally. Pinching you in the fucking arm and it hurts yeah, like yeah. shit. And you're like, God damn it. Yeah, you're like, oh, I swear. I swear. To, I and, swear. And, and then you're not supposed to cry because if you cry, uh, it's going to make it even worse. Yeah, the pain <laughs> is even killing me. You're not supposed to cry. So you're like, the pain. Yeah, so you're like, yeah, I'm sorry. It's <laughs> like, holy shit. Oh, <laughs> I, I felt that. I felt that. <laughs> that hit home. Holy <laughs> shit! Yep, that was that was some wild moments in our childhood. That's funny. <laughs> I just don't know what it is that changed that phase itself into what it is right now. Like I feel like today's world, people are just pussies. Yeah, I don't know. Everyone's definitely soft these days. I, I don't even know how to explain it because yeah, I don't even know where or what went wrong. But I try. Yeah, yeah. yeah like it's, it's just, that's all I can ever say. It's just, <laughs> Sucks even talking about because it's just like yeah like I it's funny like you say it too like I have an experience with like my old brother like my I love my little brother and he's still a good kid, kid kid whatnot he's still got a lot of going up to do he's a junior in high school but um, you know compared to the way my dad is with him now it's a completely different story you know and I'm like yeah. damn you lucky fool like I would have got my ass beat if I would have said that to dad you know like. I guess, you know, my dad's getting old and he's a little more soft. You know, more stuff has happened in his life. So, yeah, I get why he's got a little soft. But I'm like, damn, fool, like, I'm going to have a couple of teeth knocked out or something by now. You know? <laughs> I think I think, I think, I think, think the same thing happened to my younger brother because I have a, a one brother and he's like four years younger than me. He's okay. my roommate right now. But the same, the same shit happened to him in the fact that, you know, I get all the heat if I do anything 
But when yeah. when he does anything, it's like no. But you gotta understand, like he he's special. He's your baby brother. He's your baby brother. He's weak and fragile. You gotta <laughs> be careful. He's special. And it's like the fuck yeah. I am. <laughs> the fuck I am. Like, like you've already been through the ringer, so you're fine. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. The first child. Yeah. Yeah. You you, you gotta receive the you know the punches. But if you're with the second child, if you're delicate, yeah, you'll be good. I'm like Nani? emotional damage. <laughs> Emotional damage. damage. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta make a TikTok like that. Why is you know your parents always so so much nicer on the second child than the first one? Emotional damage. damage. Oh so yeah. Funny. Uh. <laughs> and then before you know it, I am where I am because of it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the truth. Oh man, but yeah, bro, like. Uh, it, I can't say that my childhood was that fucked up. Yeah, the only fucked no, up. No, no, yeah, no. The only fucked, fucked up, up just about it was that I guess was more about the bullying. Yeah, I've been bullying all the way from elementary school to to junior high. Yeah, I definitely can uh, relate to that, and I had to do a lot of self defense and you know yeah. sticking up for myself, and that made me an angry, angry kid growing up, and always you know people. Always on the always de- on the defense and everything. Yeah, oh, I've always been on the defense, and I still am with a lot of things. Like I have a lot of trust issues with that, and yeah. you know, people still try to bring it up to me, and they're like, you know, you you know, you're so defensive or this and that. I'm like, bro, because you have no idea the shit I've been through. I've been yeah, bullied, exactly. you know, made fun of. Like I was the kid that wasn't invited to shit. And, like, yeah, prank call, you know, like, mm-hmm. and it's like I get, you know, if I even if I did something cool, it wasn't cool enough, you know, like kind of you know it's just a lot of different little factors you know so yeah i I can definitely relate to that it definitely uh you know makes me have a little bit of a wall up and defense mode when i get to know people and whatnot or especially in this industry too no absolutely such a hard industry to trust people and you know motocross isn't really any different except you actually compete you know it's not a bunch of single people where we're all trying to help each other get better we're no where it's a bunch of people competing for one main goal you know and it's Mm. like it's not the same here where music is subjective and there should be a lot of people winning and a lot of people, you know, having this spotlight and chance because, you know, a lot of people can like their music, you know, so, uh, you know, it's definitely used to kind of how it is and with people. But, yeah, it's definitely because my childhood, I got, you know, pretty bad trust, especially on the bus. Well, no. Yeah, uh, well, well- yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was just fighting. I, I had a lot of fighting issues because people would try to pick on me and then I would fight. That's what I resort to is because my parents taught me, you know, someone's going to mess with you. Someone shoves you. Someone, you know, ended and make sure they never want to do it again kind of thing. You know, my, so. my problem was that I had great patience and great restraints. And the problem is, is like I, I'm like the Hulk, basically, like one, yeah. like push me, push me, push me, push me, push me. But once you push me enough all hell yeah. breaks loose and that's yeah. what and that's what happened to me back in the days in in which like in the bus people are throwing me shit at me making fun of me making fun of my speech of how i talk because i i had yeah. I, I had to take speech therapy because i was very bad you know on my own fucking yeah. language in spanish wh- yeah. wh- who would have guessed you know and english yeah. is oh. not my first language you know so yeah, I'm terrible at Spanish. My whole family speaks Spanish. I'm terrible. And I lived in an island that everybody speaks Spanish. So my Spanish is supposed to be like my whole main thing. But it, 
But in, I don't know what it is that, you know, English became my main thing and, and I need to take speech therapy. So I had trouble speaking, you know, learning verbs and other crap and people make fun of me. But it was got to the point that people, it got to the point that even a friend of mine who I thought he was a friend, past yeah. tense, poked me enough because he believed I was going to do anything. And then once, he, once I actually said, like, you know what? Say, just push me, just push me, just push me. He's like, oh, look at this big guy. You know, he, yeah. So he showed up in front of the other guys who were also bullying me. And when he pushed me, I don't know what came out to me, but I pushed him back. And he, he like, it, it felt like I, it felt like I pushed uh, the fucking bottle wall all the way to the, to the wall. And he was yeah. like, and he, then he swing on me. And then when he tried to swing again, I grabbed him and I went I went WWE on his ass. I uh, went WWE that I grabbed and I just like put and they just went to the wall and they just like went all chokeslam shit and, and all the kids were like, oh my God, yeah, oh my God, yeah, I wasn't doing it. I swear. I swear, I said, then when the teacher came, the fight already broke out. I was sitting in the corner. He was sitting in the corner. One of the bully kids actually came to me and consolidate me and it's like, hey, you okay? You're done. You're good. <laughs> You're good. Yeah, you calm down. You know, you smash over. Yeah, no. <laughs> the, bro, down. and then I think after that, I gained a little bit of respect from people. People would not know, like, don't fuck with me like that. And yeah. then, and then I think I joined the soccer varsity team. And I think I got, I gained much more respect on that because I, we were winning games thanks to me. Yeah. And now everybody's like, yo, this guy, this guy's the shit. This is like, and I, and my, and outside, I'm like, yeah, thank you. But in my head, it's like, now you fuck with me, huh? Yeah. Now yeah, you no, fuck with you. me. Years, uh, not, not too long ago, you've been bullying me and throwing me shit on my face with my, and calling me four eyes. But yeah. now you respect me because, you know, I'm in the, like, yeah, no. Yes, yeah, so no, I definitely can relate to this. Like I said, stuff like that for sure. And and it's true what you said, you know, about the music industry. It is like that. Not to that extreme of you know high school bullshit, but it. But if you no, look at it, but if you look at yeah, it at a exactly. grand scheme of things, it kind of yeah. is like that high school bullshit. You know, there's like yeah, there's definitely a lot of little popularity contests, yeah, high school, like vibes. You know, so a lot just, of, you guys gotta try to avoid it. You yeah. know, that's one thing I've learned to do is find my little group of people that you know relate to me and yeah. you know that I get along with and actually enjoy spending my time with. Because too, I'm I also I'm one person that enjoys you know spending just time by myself. Like I don't always need to go to shows like you know like i want to go to shows you know and like i want to be out hanging hanging out but man to be honest i don't got a lot of money sometimes and i'm trying to you know do other things yeah smart and pay for a house that i bought with my girlfriend and mm. you know pay for my dirt bike and you know still you know do things that i want to do like i said like my big goals this year has been to do the things that i want to do to make me happy and that's you know riding my dirt bike hanging out here at home and making music so if that's I can good do those things i I want to do those, you know, if I want to go see a show, I'll go see a show, but I'm not going to like force myself to go, you know? Oh, I'm, I'm the same. I don't, I don't, I hardly go out. And if, it, if I go no. out, it's me and my fiance just having a, like a nice little date. She and I, and just, you know, once in a while, but she and I in the same boat, we're trying to save money to get ourselves our own place. And she wants to go back to nursing school to finish it up. And she wants to be a travel nurse and shit. Oh, yeah. So, and me, on the other hand, I want to get a bigger position, 
continue on with my podcast, you know, and just network and talk to more people to come over to the show and whatnot, man. That's yeah. that's one of my biggest goals here for this year. And um, I don't I don't go out. And when I do go out, I don't even drink, man. I, I do I do drink like yeah I, I, like I'm three, not sober like two or three drinks and that's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but I'm more I, of a smoker so yeah I got my weed pen or something I'm good I don't <laughs> I don't even drink outside of my own place probably on, on the nice restaurant on one of our dinner dates probably yeah. I'll take a beer like a drink or two. yeah but like going out to I don't know to a club or some shit like that it's like nah like it ain't like I used to be a promoter. I know what the prices are. Like, it's ridiculous yeah. to how much people pay. I see people, I see like, damn, you are a dumb motherfucker. You paying this much money for, for, for a fucking drink? Like, nah, I could get this yeah. hat way less, yeah. um, you know, over here, you know? Yeah, and I can drink it at home. Yeah. In the comfort of my home. <laughs> and it's very, and you know, it's just funny because like, I think when I moved here, because I was a very drink, heavy drinker back home in Puerto Rico. It was like, first day, to, first day through Sunday, is me drinking, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm hanging out, hanging out. Sir. When I moved here, went to school and then had a part time job to pay for school and at the same time get a full time after like the whole drinking aspect, dumber dumb a lot because a I didn't have any money and b like I was by myself with my best friend. We didn't know anyone. So we were just by ourselves here, you know, yeah. and and when I took when I started working at the Clevelander Hotel in South Beach, I was a I was an AV tech for those guys, and my shits were on the weekends. So I work Thursdays, Fridays, Saturday, and Sundays every week, fi from five p.m. to five a.m. twelve mm -hmm. hour shifts. So obviously, when the hell do I get out of work to grab a drink? You know? Yeah, never. Yeah, I just go straight home and sleep, and sleep wake up and, and wake up. Work. <laughs> yeah. Because yep. and it's fits to that. I like I lost uh, the whole aspect of drinking overall. It's like and now I go to festivals or shows if I have to and I could be sober as fuck. I just need a water and I'm good. Yeah, no, I agree. If I got water in my weed pen, I'm happy. But yeah, no, I'm never. I think I did ruin two drinking my senior year for senior ditch day. I had mm. about every kind of alcohol there could be all mixed together and blocked out, threw up, you know, for days after. So. I was like, yeah, I don't really like hard alcohol, so I'm a, just a beer guy. If I have a yeah, you know, same. drink or you know, maybe some champagne, I guess, to celebrate or wine with the girlfriend. <laughs> I, I stick myself with the beer for my whole life is just beer, beer. Now I'm starting to drink, you know, bourbon. Just you know, yeah, okay. Just to just to get just to get with it, you know, just to uh, you know talk to my best friends and you know have a nice little drink that we all can share, you know. It was yeah. just it was just now, you know. And bourbon is not that much. It's, you take sips out of it. You just yeah, take you sips out of a small little cup. You want to put ice, you can put ice, and that's it. And I agree. That's that's it. That's it. Yeah. But I had to say, um, during my days were um as a promoter, I felt like I could not afford to drink because whenever I had to go to these shows. I want to network and the only way for me to network is if I'm a bit much, if my head is a bit clear, you know? Yeah. A little more sober. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know. I don't like to ever play like drunk, drunk. I only have like a drink before and that's it. I could never, when I DJ, I, 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 now I have no problem, no issue DJing when I'm drinking, but 
back then I I took it so literally like I took it like I, it's actually my fucking job. So it's like yeah. if I if I'm working, I have my game face on and I don't have any distractions. I don't want any drinks. I just go there, go to the venue, do my thing and clock out and that's it. That's how I yeah. I, I hardly I hardly stay out long after after my set. I just like, hey, deuces, everyone. Thank you, guys. I'm out. And I'm, I just yeah. go straight home. Or I stop by on an IHOP or Dennis or something like that. You know? Yeah, get some food, some T-Bell or something. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I was never I was never into that nightlife. And and it's so funny because I've been in the nightlife scene for for a decade. For, yeah, 12 years. That uh, twelve years since I started DJing in bars, and then from bars to clubs to clubs to festivals, festivals, backup bars, bars and restaurants, and all that crap, uh, all the way to now that I stopped. It it was a fun ride, but I felt like you know as I was growing, I felt like I was competing with some of these the, the these next generation kids. You know, these kids mm-hmm. have a lot of energy, while me, I'm like, Damn, I don't even have that half of the energy. I'm already <laughs> tired. I want to go to fucking sleep. Shit. <laughs> so, uh, so I, so me personally, I had a, my own dilemma. I had other other demons that I had to deal with my own shit as well. But at the same time, I was looking at myself as like, do I really want to? Do I see myself ten years from now? Do I see myself in my forties DJing? Do I see myself like doing this? And that's where I realized it's like, no, it's actually a short term thing. Like making music is a short term. Like DJing is a short term. So it's like, damn. So if it's a short term, like why should I continue to pursue it? You know, I should be doing something that it's a longevity and I can do this on a daily basis and I'll be happy as fuck. And yeah, that- see, I, I, no, I haven't kind of thought about it like that. Like, yeah, it's a nice, like, to hear someone else kind of respect it. Cause yeah, like, I got music cause kind of thought of it like something I can always have, you know, and like I kind of thought of it too, like not even like getting big, like of course I could be sick if I like, you mm-hmm. know, do start playing a bunch of festivals, you know, like I'm a, you know, big artist on Confession and Night Bass and all, you know, the hoo-hahs and yahas and all the, you know, good percolations that come with all this stuff. But at the same time for me, it's like, I thought I was say to like, what do I want to do when I'm like 40 something? Like yeah. I can just understand music and, you know, I'm sure like when I'm, 40 i'm gonna probably be making a bunch of other weird music hopefully because mm-hmm. i want to keep making music right. you know? so it's like if i can teach music or like show people like the things i've learned and help people because i like helping people it's i mean before i was doing all this i was in school for fire department you know and i got hurt for wow that. So, um yeah you know so i my, you know mike and that's still one of my goals you know like i i would like to you know build a you know career foundation and you know, build a life for myself with music, you know, mm-hmm. and then go back and give back to my community and be a firefighter. Um, that's something I'd really like to do. So, um, you know, that's kind of how I looked at it as, you know, I can be, you know, 40 something years old playing on a piano, you know, enjoying myself or having music lessons or teaching someone music theory or if there's a kid wanting to learn the same thing I wanted to learn when yeah. I was 26, you know, dance music or, you know, whatever it is, I can teach them what I know, you know, something like that. So, yeah, I just I, I just like how music is something that kind of is always going to be there, you know, like it never goes yeah. away. I'm with you with so. that. And, and, and my experience, like I'm already in that phase. Yeah, I mean, I'm in that f- of helping people out, you know, yeah. as much as possible, you know, like the whole one of the main reasons for this podcast show that I created is so I can help people out because yeah. I feel like there's so much knowledge out there that I know that it's not being publicized 
because just like different, not like even just like on top of all, just like different, just different. I, I got. I'm trying to find the, the right word. Just different. There's so many different people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's there's a lot of different you know thoughts and ideas and you know concepts like whatever the topic can be. So yeah, and it's definitely talking to people and kind of helping people out is nice because you don't know what they're you know going to do or where they might take them. Right. And and I just want to let let the whole world know it's like guys like learn from all the mistakes that I committed or that my people have committed around me you know because this is yeah this is real life like if you really want to get involved with this we'll expect some of this you know yeah like <laughs> like I wish I had somebody who could have guided me a little bit in my early days of my of my career and could have told me don't fucking be a promoter. Don't waste your time on being a promoter. Just stick with making music and you're going to get further. If I would have had yeah. somebody telling me that when I started out, I would have never become a promoter and I would have just like focused more on my music and all those hours, probably I would have gone much more further in my life than I am right now. You know, that's funny you bring that up too, because I remember like I almost became a promoter for like Old Town Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tried to do it and like it just like trying to get people together for like tables wasn't like my thing. Yeah. I don't always want to go drink it. They want you like do like on Wednesdays and like Thursday nights and like some week, like the weekends has made sense, you know, but I don't want to go out, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that was like, I remember someone telling me early on, like, bro, if you really want to get into like this music stuff, just work on music and like yeah. understand DJing and yeah. you won't even need any of that, you know? And yeah, I was so glad someone told me that because like, no, no that's no hate to like anyone who does promoting. I just not my thing, you know, like I agree. I just, I just work on music and chill and go party when I want to party or when I get invited to come play somewhere or with my friends go invited to get play somewhere, you know, and I'm in their group kind of thing, you know, I'm down to go party and support and, See, have a good time with them. See, and I, and mm-hmm. and that is not my thing either. Like I hated promoting with all my guts, bro. It, it yeah. sucked. I had to do street promo for many many hours. Like that's oh, that's, that's rough. Yeah, though, like handing flyers all around, taking pictures for evidence to show the he- the heads. Like, yeah, I did the job, you know. So you so yeah. you don't believe that I actually throw this away in the dumpsters? It was mm-hmm. just a hassle for me. But you know what? I had to do it because at that time I believed that whatever I was doing, it was the only it was way. The right path. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it was the right path, but it was more about like I was hungry. I was more yeah. hungry than any of the young guys that were trying to make it into it, you know, like and because of my hard work, it paid off for me to open my first big venue opening up for Yellow Claw, which is like for me, that was huge. I even got my parents yeah. over just to see that show that. That was because that was my biggest thing. And then later on, they gave me this slot for me to to play in Life in Color and then Sunset and then a bunch of other after parties and then a bunch of other um, shows on every weekend, opening for OK, opening for Bear Grylls, opening for Borgor, opening for all these other people. I, I had the privilege to open up for Adventure Club. Yeah, Which is, was like true. crazy for me to believe. Like, and it's all because, you know, I said it's like, oh yeah, Adventure Club just played my song. It's like, oh, okay, then we'll put you on the slot for the for that show. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. Let's run it. So I I felt at that time that's like see all the hard work that I did on promoting, 
paid off for those shows. But it was later down the road that I realized it's like it's not going to get you that far because they only need you for for you. They only need yeah. you for for to sell tickets, bring, bring people up and, you know, street promo. All yeah, they yeah. they couldn't give a shit about me and, uh, and any of the other guys. Like, I, I would say like, oh, yeah, I want to be one of these guys. He's like, yeah, well, we got a lot of people saying that. And it's like, well, I'll, let me show you. And I did show them, but still, I was still treated like a second class citizen. You yeah. know, no, I, I can never understand that for sure. And that's where and that's where, like, I guess, like, that's where I like completely stop altogether. I'm, I'm promoting just focus on my music. And and it was going well until, you know, my my situation where I was living and my my depression and my mental health was just like all hidden at the same time simultaneously. It was just like, holy fuck that. At one point, I felt so much pressure on myself that I couldn't produce shit and yeah. that was bad and 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 now i'm looking back at one of the reasons because i was putting so much pressure to myself that i wanted to please people out you know and and because i had so much of these contacts and, and met so much people that i don't want to lose them you know yeah. i don't want to be like a few months without talking without contact and then they completely forgot it once i already had something but i didn't have anything so it was just like a lot of combinations of a lot of things that were just happening with my life but <sighs> thankfully like when i did put the 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 breaks on music all together it's just like i'm just gonna stop for now you know it's not making me happy pandemic hit and when the pandemic hit i found podcasts and now is like the most thrilling thing i've ever had in my life like i could not be more passionate about this bro and oh yeah that's and, awesome and now and now that i'm doing it now i'm trying to help people out as much as i can by you know guiding them and sh and telling my stories like like you know my war stories like yeah. yeah back in the day i did this shit you know or back <laughs> in the day this shit happened to me you know and yeah. this is the results um try to try not to do this avoid this do this and do that, you know, as much as possible. Yeah. And at the same time, I felt I grab, I felt much more joyful saying that because I felt like I was feeling like a like a little bottle itself that had so much shit inside that I just want to let go. And I didn't know where to go. I didn't know okay. who to talk yeah. to or who to let it go. And when I found podcasting, I just felt much more calmer, much more happier because it's like, finally, I could say this now, you know, and yeah. And now now I'm trying to look for people, you know, try to come over to the show and talk to them, you know, especially local people, midterm people, high people. I, I like I always tell people everyone is welcome to the show, you know. I don't care if you have more followers than me or I have more followers than you. I don't care if you're just starting us. Like if you have if you're passionate about it, you're an interesting guy, you got cool music, bro, come into the show and let's have a conversation, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I appreciate it. Like, I, I, it's been definitely been fun talking for sure. And I, I know we've seen each other and the grocery boys chat and whatnot a little bit. So yeah, it's nice we're finally chopping it up. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to those guys, man. And shout out, you know, yeah. shout out to Danny Ushu because he's yeah, the one Danny's, who he's the one who introduced me to you guys. Yeah, Danny's the man. Danny's awesome. I used, I haven't seen Danny in a while in the chat, but yeah, I love when uh, Danny would be on DJing or vibing out to something or showing us some yeah, kind of song yeah, he's yeah. working on. Yeah, it's it's fun, man. And I enjoy it very much, man. Every time I see you guys out there, it's like, 
bro, I feel so fulfilled. I feel so happy because I feel like I'm in the safe zone, you know, and I could yeah. I talk about and discuss some of this stuff. Well, versus over here is like I feel like very restricted, you know. Yeah, no, I definitely feel like the grocery boys definitely have a good uh, open line of communication for everyone to feel comfortable and welcome for sure. I fuck with it, man. I fu- see that's the stuff. That's the type of stuff that I fuck with it a lot, and I wish I we can see that more across the platform, across the community. I f- I hope yeah. that it becomes something like that because, uh, again, another thing. I, I'm not trying to start a revolution either, but yeah, it would be nice if we can all work together as a community and grow together instead of, you know, cutting each other out because I, because you feel competitive enough that you feel friend that my presence is going to take away your gig or something like that because you feel insecure. And now we're going to talk shit about me and talk shit about you and all that crap. I wish we could get rid of that and have more people out there that we can just tune in and say like, nah, we're about that high school bullshit, bro. We're no, oh, yeah. When it's your time, it's your time. That's how I feel like it all should be a time place for everyone. I you know, agree. Everyone on a certain show. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. I agree with you. I can't say how people kind of do the competition or the cool guy act. You know, if you haven't played that this show or that show, or if you haven't released here or there, like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, you know, until you do something, you know, worthy of something, then you know, some people will start, you know fucking with you like you said but yeah it's i don't like that kind of stuff i just try to be me and exactly. if I fuck with you i fuck with you if i'm if i'm seem like i'm silent or distant it's because i'm silent or distant it's <laughs> has nothing to do personally you know that's and, and the fucked up about it is that I, I i don't know how your scene is but i know here in miami miami scene is the fake it till you make it scene the and you can spot off so many fakes from a mile away that it's just unbearable like i cannot stand it you know it's so i don't know i don't know how your scene is but i know mine is bad bad enough that even house people are like that as well they're much and house people over here majority that are felt much more entitled about it because it's like oh i'm playing space i'm playing a 11 i'm playing at this was like yeah i i got i got it yeah no i mean i see pretty cool there's a lot of good people seems the same there's a lot of good people and there's a lot of like and eh, not so good people or the ones that are kind of faking it or whatever you know but no he's just got a pretty solid foundation there's definitely a lot of talent like in the house yeah. scene so it's always for me it's motivating like i i i feed off of it and you know definitely get motivated like if i see an artist from here doing something that i want to be doing then that's what i'm that's what i kind of start shooting for you know like how can i achieve that goal that they achieve kind of thing you know so that's what i use it for like it's never competing it's more of you know, motivating myself. Mm-hmm. Like they can do it. I can do it. You know, yeah. like, if someone from my town is able to make it happen, then I know I can, I just got to work hard for it. So yeah, I definitely wish more people kind of switch to that mindset. Cause then we could all help each other get to that point. So a little you know, bit, I feel like we need to get to that. Point. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> if we help each other a little bit more, I think we can all achieve our goals a little bit more faster. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think it's definitely because I, I think that's all it is, is when you start kind of growing and kind of working together, it's just more things start fluctuating. Yeah. In and out, I feel like more moving parts. Also, I hope that people can be as honest as I, as I am, because I'm uh, like, I call it, I call it like it is. I see it, what, what I see. And if it doesn't look, if it doesn't move right. I'll call it out. And then people just like, yo, what the fuck? I was like, yeah, just no, be honest. I- Don't bullshit me. Don't bullshit the bullshitter. All right. Like, 
Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I'm the same way. I definitely get told sometimes a little too outspoken or sometimes a little too upfront or a little seem a little harsh with the way I come off. I'm like, that's just going to tell you how it is. You know, I'm not yeah. going to sugarcoat it. So I don't know what else to tell you. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like you, you're, people should be more upfront about it instead of, you know, hiding behind and feel like, oh, we, but you got to take a consideration of the situation. It's like, fuck the situation. Fuck the person. Just do it. The yes. person did some foul shit. Just call it out. And that's it. Let's not yep. pretend, you know, that he did something right. No, like, Call it like it is. Like, and if I did something, call me out. Call me yeah. out. Like, if I did it wrong and I like, shit, I'll own it to it. I'll hold myself accountable and I apologize and move on, you know? But don't yep, give me that whole high school shit in which all, all of us are fake enough to say, like, you know, talking behind each other's backs and talking smack about you. Yeah. Sorry, I was yawning there, but I, I agree. I, I'd rather tell me up front or just tell me my face and I'll be on my way and that's it. <sighs> it's shitty how how this sometimes this industry really is, you know. But yeah, the re, the rewards are great. I think the yeah. rewards just outweigh the the the, the ugliness. Negative. The ugliness, yeah, no, of course, yeah. I think definitely all the the positives from this stuff definitely weighs out the outweighs the negatives for sure. Yeah, because when you look at there's so many people in this world, like whatever you know, the little things we're talking about is literally just in our area. So mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> there's so many other people. It's not really a big deal. Now, you said that before earlier in our conversation, you said that you had like threats sent over to Dr. Fresh and he's playing some of your shit in his life. Yeah, set. So, yeah, like I've been, uh, you know, submitting to his like house call demos quite a bit. And I'd reached out to him about another song um, that he had recently put out on the house call demos. And he'd reply back saying that he'd been recently playing it out at shows. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then like another one Wednesday, um, she's one of my close friends I can say, and I'm super thankful for her. But uh, yeah, she said she's played out a couple of my stuff, you know, during her live sets and whatnot. So yeah, it's been motivating because, you know, I'm, you know, I would love to have some of my favorite artists play out some of my stuff and whatnot, Absolutely. be able to be in the crowd and hear it, you know? So yeah, it's been definitely motivating to kind of get more of my favorite artists to see them in my downloads and, you know, see them playing my songs out for sure. <laughs> on, on your personal experience, w- how do you feel about, you know, demo submissions, you know? Um, I, I like, like, so, you know, I like, like when it comes to de- like submit, like submitting, like for the label, mm-hmm. like, you know, for them to actually listen to, like, it's got, you know, perks, like it just bums me out. There's some labels I feel like don't really check their, you know, demos as much, but at the same mm-hmm. time, it could be, they're not, it's not really that they're not checking it. They maybe just be getting so many that it feels like they don't check it. You know, like they maybe, you know, have a certain amount, they check a day and then, trying to move on from there, you know, kind of thing. So, um, you know, I don't know. It's got, it's got its perks for sure. I kind of lately I've been trying to work. So maybe people just start reaching out to me and wanting records, you know, instead of me always trying to send stuff out, you know? So you haven't, so far you haven't had any negative experience when it comes to demo submission with your music or had any rejections from labels. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've had like some, of course, like, you know, the rejections and whatnot or like, just feedback that I kind of mm-hmm. didn't even really understand. Like I won't say, you know, the label of course, but yeah, like there's one time a label I really want to be a part of and just kind of the feedback they gave me didn't make sense. Cause like some of the stuff they were saying, I was already, you know, trying to do and I thought I had done, you know, and then mm-hmm. it just, I don't know, just kind of the way they responded seemed very fake and like out of touch, you know, mm-hmm. me and what I wanted to do kind of thing. And uh, yeah, no, so that was, 
I'd say that was like kind of my only weird experience. I mean, working with labels has been kind of funny. You know, there's some where it's like takes a lot of time, you know, just to get in touch with them about like, you know, the cover art or release dates and kind of what's going on and whatnot. But at the same time, it's like you kind of look and got to realize everyone's busy. You got a lot of shit going on, you know, but that's the only kind of weird things I've happened so far. I'd say is just a couple out of touch, you know, responses are like my favorite too is like, you send a demo in and like two seconds later you get a rejection email and it's like, there's no one who's listened to the song yet or anything. It's just like a automated reply. Like, sorry, you know, it doesn't fit at the moment. You're like, but you didn't even listen to it, you know? So <laughs> that's happened a couple of times. Oh yeah. I, I have a, like a large experience when it comes to demo submissions. And I, I actually made an episode about it and people may call it that it's my own biasy, but in reality it's like, n- I can't say it's my bias because, oh, because it happened to me. It didn't happen to you. Like, no, like it happened to me and it does happen to others. And I've spoken to A&Rs and label mates that they tell me their story. And this is the story. And I talk about this in which like, it's not worth sending demos to these emails because the majority of these uh, labels, they have it on a spam folder. And, you know, if you don't see them uh, reaching you out like in like in in two weeks, minimum to a month, maximum, then you you already know it's in the spam folder. Now, I did that. I did say the majority of them, not all labels are like that, the majority, because there's definitely a lot of labels that I've sent my demos. And for example, Seven Lions record label, Philia, shout out to them and and Ben, the A&R. I send them some of my music, man, and they were intrigued about it. And they sent me a feedback afterwards, you know, for me to improve it. So next time I could release it, you know, I was like, yeah. you know what? I appreciate. I told them, yeah. thank you for taking your time on giving me the feedback and letting me know, you know, I appreciate you. Yeah. Next time I'm going straight to you guys and, and affiliate and DPMO and other labels. Like I I'll send them right away. But the majority of them that I do have contacts and I do know the people in that, yeah, bro, like it's all on a spam folders type shit situation. And and I tell yeah. I, inv- I advise people like if you still want to release music to that label, the only way for you to get their attention is by giving some of your songs to some of the artists that that reps that label so they mm-hmm. can play it out. And when they do play it out, there will be one a that's going to ask you, yo, where do you get that song? That song is fire. Oh, I got it from so-and-so. And that's when eyes are starting to look out. I agree with that. I do agree with that. That's why like, I always tell people, that's another thing. I tell people, it's like, just don't f- worry about, don't focus your attention about sending demos to labels. Like, don't worry. Yeah, it's about not because- always the focus for sure. Like, yeah. Like, you know, like, I feel like, too, like building your own, you know, like fan base and support yeah. system by releasing your own stuff and kind of whatnot helps. Like that's my mm-hmm. kind of my plan this year. Like I have a couple uh, label releases like that I've been trying to get on that I finally got some, you know, uh, releases on that I'm excited about. And then, you know, I plan to do a lot of just you know self promo and self releases this year and kind of finding my own, my own kind of, you know, support group as I keep growing that, you know? Yeah, do because I feel like the only way for you to get everyone's attention is by if you self-release your own music before you actually jump to the big guns and get released on these labels, you know? 
Yeah. Obviously, somebody out there is going to listen. Somebody's going to guarantee listen and be like, holy shit. And don't be afraid to send some of the songs to the artists. If you yeah. got their promo emails, send it over to those guys. Obviously, don't tell them that, oh, yeah, this is the fire shit that I just made. I know you're going to like it. Yeah, yeah, this is the fire. This is the banger. This is the Nets animals type shit. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> no, give a nice little introduction and let them know like what you make and why you felt like sending them the track. And, you know, they'll probably listen to it or enjoy it. Yeah. The best advice I tell people is that if you want to send music to your to the artist, just ask them for a feedback. Like tell them, uh, introduce yourself. Ask them nicely. Like, hey, like whenever you get a chance, if, if it's possible, can you guide me a little bit with the sun? I, I got inspired by this. I met it like this. Like yep. a little a little feedback would not hurt. And guarantee you, the most nine times out of the ten, the artist is gonna listen to it and he's gonna and he fucks with it. He's gonna give you a nice feedback. Say, yeah, yo, it is fire. Here's what you can do. You can do this a little bit better. You can do this, this, and that. Afterwards, man, send it over. And I'll play it over. How many times has that shit ever happened to you? Um, it's happened a couple of times. I'd say now, like uh I'd say one person that's been really big on it that's helped me is like Drezzo. He's been Ooh. super communicative. Yeah, he's he's one of the main reasons I've wanted to make music as well. Like him, Chami, and I'd say like Mala and whatnot, you know, were like my three big ones. But uh, yeah, uh, Andre, I got to open up for one of his shows when he came and played out here. He's from here too as well. He's from Arizona and now lives oh. in California. Yeah, so um, when he came and played at Sunbar, I got to be on one of the opening slots for him. And after that, I, you know, sent him music went on. He's always, you know, listening. And like, I just sent him some stuff the other day and he responded, um, you know, it was like, yo, keep sending me. I'm always downloading and, you know, keeping yourself on tab. So I'm loving what you've been sending me, you know? So um, that's like another one that I'd say is, you know, really cool. It's very responsive and helpful. And like there, you know, when I, you know, I, if I send him a track, like, you know, if I make something, I'm like, Hey, I just made this, like, I'm kind of like, you know, stuck on this part. Like, what do you think I should do? Like, he'll send back with like feedback and guidance. You know, so I definitely respect people like like him for sure. That's dope, bro. And I and I encourage people who actually does that, man. Like, I I I appreciate those guys that are up there that they are definitely making a difference and helping the Nets jam because I'm pre because eventually there's gonna be somebody who's gonna be hot after them you know yeah and then so course. on and so on you know it, it's the cycle it's it's always gonna be like that however if you start helping out other people and get and fuck with them and fuck with their music bro it's dude that's gonna be like a huge wave it's of everlasting yeah bro i agree man now when it comes to when you comes for you to releasing your own music like do you already have like a like, like a type of marketing plan for it like how how do you go about it? Um, I definitely have like, you know, promo email and then I have you know, a promo group that I'm in on Instagram where we kind of have like a SoundCloud planner. So, mm. you know, we release music if we release our own music and it's on SoundCloud where we kind of, it kind of auto sets up to kind of repost for each other. So that way we kind of are getting each other's music into each other's fan bases since we're all kind of in a similar realm, you know, that way, yeah. kind of like all of our fans also like suction and everything's kind of similar and kind of easier to find, you know, that's kind of our goal is to kind of be a one big group kind of thing, you know? So um, that's the kind of little stuff I kind of plan is just kind of, you know, the group I'm going to send it to like promo wise, like maybe who wants to play it, you know, who might like it. Yeah. Um, I look at, you know, like some Spotify campaigns from like trusted people. Cause I know there's, you know, so many freaking, 
fake playlist, you know, campaigns mm. out there where it's literally just for clicks, you know. And yeah. I've definitely, I've definitely used my fair share. Like I've definitely tried something and I've learned that it was, you know, not as organic as it seemed to be, you know, whatnot. And I've taken note of that and learned. But you know, now I've worked with like some actual labels that, you know, where I use some of their stuff and. Um, I actually keep my followers, I keep my listens, you know, like where I see it daily, you know, like I, you know, now log on to my Spotify for artists and I see consistent listens where I used to, you know, just see like listens every in the blue moon kind of thing, you know? Mm. So it's definitely been nice kind of getting that direction. And then, you know, sometimes I reach out to some blogs and whatnot, but I am kind of still doing everything like myself when it comes to that. So I do get a little nervous, like reaching out to like blogs or, you know, asking people to feature or, you know, asking people to check it out sometimes just because, you know, that's just me and like my, in my own head, kind of my self-conscious, you know, ins- you know, insecurities, I guess you could say. So, yeah. you know, um, but those are kind of the things I try to do, you know, of course, like I said, SoundCloud planner, you know, getting a good group of people that, you know, have similar music and like your music kind of so they can, you know, share it, you know, add it to their playlist, play it in their sets, you know, share it to their stories, this and that. And then kind of, yeah, just, you know, I'll, you know, reach out to some websites here and there, blogs, or kind of go down that route, or I'll just ask, you know, people to check it out, you know, in general, like reach out to them, like, hey, you know, I noticed you like this kind of music, would love to see if you want checking out, you know, song I just released kind of thing. So little things like that, you know, still learning and growing on that realm because, you know, trying to find what works for me because mm-hmm. I don't got a lot of, you know, money too to put in a promo. So I can try to find ways without, you know, right. spending a lot of money because I've definitely heard artists talk about like, oh, if you get like, you know, anywhere between three to five hundred dollars and you know, promo for a song on ads and this and that. I'm like, damn, that's a lot of money. I don't know. God damn, that's how much they spend. That's what I'm hearing, you know, from like bigger artists when it comes to, you know, like ad campaigns and playlisting and stuff. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, you know. So I was doing yeah, it wrong the whole time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I just try to do it as natural as I can. Kind of like a word of mouth feel, yeah. you know. If, I can get a couple people to like it. Maybe they'll show their friends and maybe their friends will like it. So they like it, you know, kind of thing. So that's kind of the, the way I roll. That's actually good. That's pretty cool. Well, right, shit, I've been doing it wrong the whole time. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're fine. There's always learning, I guess. <laughs> so let me ask you, um, what has been like your favorite project of so far that you were like, God damn, I'm so happy that I, I did this project. Look how it, how it's been handling so far. Um, hmm, that's a pretty good uh good question. Um, uh, I mean everything that I've done so far, like my like my whole outlook on this stuff. Like I I definitely am one of those people. Like you hear a lot of people talk about it. Like don't rush, you know, early yeah. on, or you know, definitely take your time. And I and it's not that I ever rushed, you know, in my early stages. This shit made me very excited. So I used to get very excited about any little growth I would have and be you know, totally fine with sharing that, whether it was good or bad, you know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, honestly, all my projects for me personally, like when I go back and listen, make me excited because I see the growth and I hear the growth in each of them, mm-hmm. you know? So I think, um, probably one that I, I am proud of that I'd say that is still going was probably my first release with 40 ounce Colt. Um, like looking back at it, like there's definitely some things I would do now production wise, like just because of how much I've learned in that little bit of time. But then when I still listen to it, like it still bangs, like it's still a good song. And I'm like, damn, this is, you know, AC, AC Slater played it on his demo stream. You know, then Wednesday wanted to pick me up and sign it. So it's like, obviously I did something right, you know, but just to see like, you know, myself, 
you know, now compared to then, like those little things is what makes me happy. So I'd say that one's probably like a very special project to me because it still kind of holds weight to me. And I still listen to it and go, damn, this is, this is sick, you know? And I still go, I can't believe I made this for, you know, the time of where I was at. And I can't believe the stuff I'm making now for where I'm at now, you know? So I'd say that's probably one. <laughs> that's pretty cool, man. And walk me through your creative process when it comes to making your projects. Like, what is it that you do when, when you open up the session and it's like, all right, this is the first thing I'm doing. Is there yeah, like a I mean, ritual or it's just all around? Kind, kind of like for a little bit, I was like, I had like a time that I had made, I had my bus, my kick and kind of like everything already set up. So all I had to do was either drop samples in or put mm -hmm. in midis and, you know, um, plugins that I like, you know, serum and vital and shit like that, you know, but uh, that was kind of my routine for like the last year where I had a template so I could get easy, quick ideas down and kind of already have channels and stuff set up. That way yeah. the ideas kind of get flowing. And now, honestly, the last couple of months has just been winging it, you know, like I just kind of whatever I feel like making music, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, that's like funny to say, because I don't consider myself like an artistic, you know, person or like a musical person or anything like that. I just enjoy it. So when I, get in the mood and I'm like, you know what? I want to fucking try to make a song with this sound and I want to try to find a cool sample and do this to the sample. And like, I, I want to, you know, like my big thing this year, like I'm a big Suicide Boys fan. So like, I want to make oh. some like heavy Suicide Boys, like trap shit with some mean ass house shit, you know, yeah. and use some cool samples and do some cool sample flipping like the way they do, you know? So that's kind of what I've been doing with many of my sessions is kind of just, winging it lately you know is i used to kind of go off a template and kind of be structured but now it's more of like all right let's give yourself you know like an hour and a half two hours let's see how far we get if we like what we're doing mm. we'll keep going if we don't like what we're doing well let's take a break and look at some other projects and then see if we want to keep working on music and if not we'll start again tomorrow it's a new day a new fresh set of ears kind of thing you know so that's kind of say I've been taking my sessions and working on music lately and it's helped tremendously because all my sessions have been a lot of fun. If I don't work on music, I don't mm -hmm. work on music. I'm not like feeling shitty about myself. You know what I mean? Like there was a point where like, you know, early on in my career where I was literally forcing myself to work on music every day after work. I was staying up until like one, two AM in the morning, then getting back up for work at five AM, you know, and stuff like that. And I'm thankful for all that time, you know, but um, cause there's a lot of that's when I was doing all my learning and growing, you know, but now it's like, I'm so fine with just being content and not working on music and then coming back with a fresh pair of ears. You know, I used to be like, so worried. Like if I wasn't working on music, Oh my God, I'm never going to be able to play a show or, Oh my God, I'm never going to get a confession release if I don't work on music today. You know what I mean? But now I'm like, you know, fuck it. I can take, you know, a couple of days off and come back yeah. in three days and make a banger, you know, or make something I'm super proud of, you know, and that's, that, that's what's been fun lately is kind of just having fun with it. Truly. You know, like when I say just having fun with it, like I can truthfully say like, those are my words coming out and that's how yeah. I feel when I'm making my music, you know, and that's all I ask for, you know, just to have fun with it. And how, usually how long does it take you to finish a song itself? You know, when, um, when you feel it, like, Oh yeah, it's done. It depends. Like it's, I would say like getting all the main ideas anywhere between like a couple hours to like, you know, maybe a day or two and then mm. to finally like fin finish it probably like a week to maybe a month. That depends on like how long I let it sit and go, hmm, okay, now I need to go back into the master and like yeah. find a little FX things and add like a crash here and a symbol here. You know what I mean? Like little shit like that. But 
I don't know. It definitely has been ranging. Like the last couple of days I've made some songs like within, you know, that four hour session or within like, you know, one hour session one day and the two hour session the next day, you know? So it's definitely been switching back and forth for me lately. I'd say my favorite songs I'll have come in my shortest period of time frame. <laughs> and, and that being said, like, do you actually uh, do collaborations with other people and how do you go about it? Yeah, I, I honestly, funny you say that because I just got, I'm still in collab city, like collab season basically because I feel like I'm really? taking out of all these collabs. Yeah, I, 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 last year I did a lot of, a lot of collaborations with a lot of people, like just working with a lot of, you know, different house artists that were, you know, making a lot of different stuff that I mm -hmm. enjoyed myself. You know, if I played their songs in my sets, I wanted to work with them kind of thing, you know? So, um, I definitely have a lot of collabs and, um, still, you know, working on some, but, uh, right now too, I've been trying to push myself to make more of my own stuff. because I started noticing I was having more collabs and I did my own singles and I was like, okay, this is getting out of hand. I need to get back to having more singles than I do have, than I do collabs, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I do love collaborations and that one's fun. I, whether it's sending stems or if you're in Arizona, like I have a couple people in Arizona that we've actually, you know, hung out with each other where I've gone there or they've come to my place and we've worked and that's always fun just because you actually get to hang out and kind of mm. see what people are like and kind of talk to them, you know, but yeah, I mean, at the same time too, I also do enjoy sitting in my room by myself and not someone, you know, hovering over me going, what, what'd you do that for? Why'd you do that? You know, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, cool, yeah. you know, so yeah, I mean, I, I do like collab. I, I do enjoy it because I think it's, I, I will say like I always, learn something new or I do something better for the first time in like a collab and I'm like, Oh, okay. Now I know how I can do that in my own project kind of thing. You know? So yeah, I definitely enjoy the creative process of that for sure. That's cool. And are you, are you willing to try other genres just to experiment or expand your own horizons or you're just comfortable enough to stay in your own lane? Well, so yeah, I mean, I, at first, like I always wanted to make house and I started and then, you know, I felt like I needed to better understand, you know, sound design and production a little bit more to truly make what I wanted to make. So then I started to make bass music for a little bit and I got pretty good at it. But then again, it was another one of those things where I was like, holy shit, there's a lot of sound design and a lot of stuff that you need to really know in order to make really good bass music. And I was like, you know, I, I think I enjoy house more than when I do bass in terms of production and what you can do with it. You know, like I feel like there's a little bit, you know, not I'm sure there's other people I can say, you know, differently but for mm -hmm. me i feel like there's more room to really try my own things and do some weird shit with house than there is with bass you know i know there's a lot of weird bass music so i'm not saying you know like you can't do a lot hey, of weird things with bass hey, you know the bass community a, is is yeah. brutal you know they can come yeah, at you yeah. yeah i know exactly i know the bass you know you can do a shit ton <laughs> of stuff with bass music but just for you know me and my own personal taste like yeah i had a lot more fun you know with a four to floor and some hi hats and some claps and you know cool little rhythms and some offbeat claps here and there and you know a bunch of little random shit that you wouldn't think about doing is what I have fun doing in house music you know so that's where I really you know decided house is kind of what I want to do first and then when I understand and get you know to a point where I think I'm really really good at house music then let's start you know venturing into some you know rap and hip hop beats mm -hmm. and stuff like that and that's kind of what I've been doing lately is now I've started to feel like I've you know, I'm getting better with my production, understanding music as a whole. So like now I kind of write like more melodic and, you know, atmospheric kind of intros and kind of more beat style, 
you know, melodies and whatnot into house stuff. So that's kind of the, you know, the realm I'm going down is to try to start infusing other genres that I do like, you know, but I do would like to keep it in the house realm, I guess you would say. Okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. Now, yeah. Now the whole concept of writer's block, do you believe in it or do you think it's just a myth? Oh yeah, I believe 110% because there was like, I'd say it's funny because I just got out of a huge slump. Like the I hadn't worked on really? music since like, I would say before, around like October, November-ish, I want to say. Wow. Like I was like, I remember like I'd worked on like my last thing around then and I was just like struggling. Like, everything I worked on, like I just wasn't liking, it wasn't sounding right. It just wasn't making me super excited and i was playing a bunch of shows too around like you know the end of last year which i was very thankful for and finally getting into play like the songs that i was excited about that i did have and whatnot and hearing people listen to my music and whatnot but yeah i was definitely in a dry spell for like three three months it felt like like three or four and then you know i just kind of really started changing my mindset i think that's definitely where my where i just blocks come from is kind of what you're doing on a data basis and what you keep kind of telling yourself you know so yeah, once I kind of changed my mindset, then, you know, the idea started flowing. But yeah, definitely uh, the writer's block is a real thing for sure. Yeah, for I me. Uh, yeah it is definitely a, a fit for me as well. I know that that when I used to do a music or well, still do, but whenever I feel like it right now, um, I know that if I'm like stuck on something, I literally stop. I just stop and get away from it. And I start to focus um, my hobbies, you know, like playing video games or playing Yu-Gi-Oh competitively, um, uh, uh, spending time with my fiance, like shit like that. I, I just I just put my mindset somewhere else that I'm not thinking about it. And for some reason, when I do that, it, it's going to click on me, go be like, oh, shit. Now I know what to do. Let me go back and get to the project and then just like but add it out and boom, I got my project right there. Now, do you actually have like something like that similar? Like, do you have like a like a ritual for you to do? Like, I mean, the lumps, there's, there's got to be something that gets my mind off and come back again. Yeah, like I'd say for me, like it's, I mean, I've got all my, I've got a couple little, little niches and little things that I do, you know, like if, mm. if what's nice is right where I'm sitting right now is like my work area set up and kind of where it's like my gaming PC, you know, area. So it's nice. Like if I, if I don't enjoy music at the time where I'm not enjoying what I'm working on, like I literally come right here, I can hop on play some video games with friends, you know, or like I like to read my star Wars books. So I have a couple star Wars books. And then, you know, if not that, then yeah, I go, you know, ride my dirt bike if I can, you know, so it's definitely nice having some different little outlets to completely get away from music. Cause yeah, there's definitely times where I'm like, yeah, I, I don't even want to, be anywhere near something that's music related, you know, and then mm. I come back with a completely new fresh set of ears and it feels really good, you know. This is this is a question that I ask everybody. And mind you, there's no right or wrong answer about this. Everybody has their own opinions about it. Just let you know. The concept of sound designing, do you think it's a luxury or a necessity for a producer? Um, I think I mean it depends on kind of what kind of sound producer you want to be. Like you can do a lot of sound designing with whether it's samples or presets or just making a sound from scratch, you know? So I think it's definitely smart having that knowledge. Like, you know, great example is Fox, like my buddy, Andrew. Shout he's out. A, Andrew. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's a, he's a madman when it comes yeah. to uh, sound designing, you know, and I respect them all for it, but I, I have no shame admitting I'm a preset and sample kind of person where I find 
a sample or a preset that I like something about it. And mm. then I make it even more of what I would do to it and what I like about it, you know? So yeah, I think it's definitely nice to have that knowledge because then you kind of know what you want to do and you, that's where you really have your own sound. But then at the same time too, it's not, um, it's definitely not needed, but like you said, it is kind of like a little luxury or like a little perk, I guess, you know, right. you could, you can make a bunch of different shit as long as you know how to sound design, you know, like whether it's stuff for movies or stuff for, you know, TV scores right. or whatever the case is. But even then you could do the same thing with samples if you find the right samples. But yeah. It's definitely a little more gratifying when you can make it from scratch and go, I made that. That's pretty cool. You know? So. Oh, absolutely. See that, like I said, there's no right or wrong answers. The way I usually look at it, uh, if you always want to stand out for other people and not sound the same or not sound like you, it came from something, I always recommend that sound design should be a necessity for you. Now, do mm -hmm. I believe it's your top priority? No. Should it be one of those top five things that that should be in concerning? Yeah. doesn't have to be number one because I feel like number one in your priority as a producer is song structure. And then yeah, I think it's just getting the ideas because people, it's like only producers are like, oh, is that you know, like that's a sick sound design. Like, what'd you do there? You know, like yeah. a normal person is like, Oh my God, this idea is amazing. Like, I love that you put it all together. That's all they care about is the idea. Exactly. Sense, you know, not like, Oh, you, you did an OTT here and you reverb <laughs> shot and it here and you fucking <laughs> trashed it here and you resampled it and froze it here. Oh my God. That's amazing. <laughs> like, you know, like it just, yeah, exactly. Like you said, like it's sick to, you know, have it it's just like having, like a toolbox. Like, yeah, it's, like if I had a, yeah, I had I a toolbox like with that. every kind of, every fucking tool, everyone would be like, oh my God, you must be a master craftsman. <laughs> but then I only use like four of them. So yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like it's, it's, like I said, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's very nice to have and be able to have that knowledge at the same time. If you just use four or five of those little tools and use yeah. what you need to, then so be it. You know, it works. <laughs> I agree. I, I, I can agree to that now. Now, we got a few more questions that we can wrap this up, my man. Yeah. Um, this one's actually dedicated to you. Why okay. is it that you choose your name, Price, as your producer name? <laughs> so uh, Price is like actually my real name, too. Uh, Price is my first. first oh, name. for real? But yeah. So that's, that's funny because that is the common question, like, I always feel weird to like kind of meeting people sometimes for the first time, you know, like, like, Oh, what's up? You know, like I'm so-and-so I'm like, Oh, I'm price. And like, well, yeah, what's your real name? I'm like price. And they're like, Oh really? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And like, okay. Like I thought you were just going by your DJ name. And I'm like, no, no, like that's my name too. Like the only difference is of course, like I did my eyes and exclamation mark just to kind of bring, I didn't want just to be like, fully my name just in case like work tries to search me up i guess it makes it a little harder to right. find you know with the yeah. exclamation mark in there you know kind of thing yeah so yeah exactly so a little thing like that to switch it up but yeah no price is my is my name and i well, did do i did try the whole uh try to come up with the name i'm not going to come tell you what that first name was but uh <laughs> yeah, i was that i'll say I don't think uh, putting like on a persona or an image is not my thing. So just being myself was the best way to go. I said, you know, I'll be myself and I'll just use my first name because that's already pretty unique as is, you know? <laughs> Do it. I, yeah. But it's price with a Y. <laughs> no, P-R-I-C-E. Like the price is right. Like that's the price actual, is right. That's your actual yeah. name with the, the yeah, price like is right. Yep, like the price is right. That's fire. <laughs> <That's> fire. <laughs> yeah, you have no idea the names I've heard. Trust me, like going to Starbucks, you know, like 
What's the name on the order? Price? Bryce? Yeah, sure. I'll run that. What's the, name of, <laughs> what's the name on the order? Price? Prince? Sure. Let's just run with that. You know, there was one time, bro. I kid you not. They said they put Christ. They thought <laughs> I said Christ. And I, I almost lost my shit. Like, I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. Like that was that was re- that was a, that was a weird day for me. Like that's all I'm gonna say. That was a very weird day for me because like people were looking at me like, "Is this dude's really named Christ? Like what the fuck?" And I'm like, "No, it's Price." But thank you. You know what I mean? And then like the Prince one, like that one's kind of burst my bubble a couple of times. Like I remember like a teacher, like honestly, it's like seventh or eighth grade. One of my teachers, I was uh, playing football. And they were calling us like down, you know, and like Prince. And I'm like, bro, I'm literally one of your students. And he's like, oh, I'm dude, I'm, it's been a long day. Like price, my bad. And I'm like, dude, it's fine. You know, but I was like, God damn it. What's the fuck? You know? like, <laughs> I'm not, not Prince. Like Prince is like a G, you know, but I'm not <laughs> Prince, you know, I'm price, you know, like fuck. Sometimes it makes me feel like I got a speech issue, you know, like, cause like I said, when I go to Starbucks, I'm like, what's price. The order? price. And they're like, Bryce, I'm like, am I saying B? <laughs> like, am I saying B? You know, or like, yeah, when I heard Christ, I'm like, am I saying Christ and not Price? Like, what's like, I know I'm high, like, you know, 80%, 90% of the time, but like, no way. Like, am I really saying it this bad? Like, do I have this bad of a speech impediment? You know, like, what's going on here? Oh uh, my God. Me. But yeah, price price is my real name, so that's 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 a common question for oh, sure. <laughs> that's that that is good. Hey, don't, uh, don't feel bad. They they still no. they they spell my name my actual name wrong as well. <laughs> Actually, both both of my names, like my real name and my stage name, they still spell it wrong even to this day. Oh, gotta love it. <laughs> yeah, gotta love it. You know? So, what has been your your greatest accomplishment up to now? Damn, I've definitely had some pretty cool stuff happen recently. So that, that's definitely uh, hard to narrow it down to one. Um, I'll it's definitely okay try to-, to give. Yeah, I'll definitely try to give a couple. But uh, yeah, that's fine. I'd say I would say I guess I'll give like in two perspectives to kind of narrow it down and make it okay. easier. Kind of just because yeah, like last year, you know, our scene we have Relentless Beats out here. They're a huge promoting company and you know, show company and whatnot. It's, mm-hmm. You know, it throws all our festivals and stuff. So. It was a huge goal, you know, to get on some of their shows. And um, just this past year, I got to play for, I like I said, I got to play for Drezzo before, like right before pandemic happened, which I was very thankful for. And then after kind of pandemic and things started coming back up again, you know, we started getting back in normal life and getting shows again. Um, I got to play for Joyride. I got to play direct support for Abstract, which was my first direct support slot. That's um, fire. Happy. Yeah. Yeah, I was, which I was super grateful for because, you know, I got to talk to him like over DMs about our set because there is a similar artist that we were both going to play a similar song. Mm-hmm. So I did the courtesy of hitting him up and I was like, hey, man, like I, I know you're the headliner, so I don't want to play a song if you plan on playing it, you know, so please let me know and I'll, you know, get out of my set list. And he definitely respected that a lot. You know, after the set, he's like, bro, you played a killer set, like send me some of your music and this and that. So um, that was definitely really cool. And then I got to play direct support for Tacky New Light. And then I also got to be on support lineup for Mala as well. And Mala was, you know, another one of my favorites and oh. you know, a reason why I got into this. And I got to, you know, meet him and shake his hand and, you know, and actually say what's up to him. So that, you know, is something very meaningful to me, you know, and somewhat something I'm very proud of is, you know, the, definitely the shows I got to play with in like this past year. Like I got to play my first festival, which was Gold Rush, even Ooh. though it was just on an art car, still a huge, 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 uh, 
moment for me and just kind of a goal, like just to be on that gold rush lineup. And then I mm. got to play decadence. So yeah, I would say for DJing, like my biggest compliment is just like the slots I've been given, you know, and I got to play like in Vegas for my first time last year. And then, you know, coming up here in March, I'm playing in LA for my first time and in Mexico for my first time. So I'm really excited for that. Yeah. So um, yes, I'd say you know, just opportunities I've been given to you know, play my music, I would say is something I'm really proud of for sure. And then over kind of in the producer world, I would just say, you know, meeting the people that I've met, you know, through music kind of behind the scenes, mm. like, you know, like I said, being just a fan in the crowd, you know, I remember being like seeing my first Dr. Fresh set and my first Drezzo set and my first Mala set, you know, and Matroda and all these people that, you know, I thought, you know, they were these different people because they were artists, you know, and now like I'm making music and I'm able to talk to some of these people and they, you know, listen to my music and they download and they actually talk to me as like, I'm a, you know, human being and individual. And it's, I'd say that's probably one of my proudest accomplishments is being able to connect with people I thought I'd never be able to connect with and like them actually enjoy my music. Cause like, you know, we were talking about like, man, I got like no real music, music background. I just do this shit cause I love it. And I've always been down with music and always want to learn about it. So the fact that, someone that I used to listen to and I've seen sell out shows and have, you know, a thousand people screaming and jumping and cheering their name, like my music and want to download it and actually want to talk to me and give me their feedback. Like that means a lot to me. You know what I mean? So I definitely say like just having, seeing that, you know, someone like me could, you know, make music and yeah. actually get reciprocated properly is definitely a proud feeling. Cause yeah, I'm just a, you know, dude from Phoenix, Arizona, just trying to make something of himself and just, be happy with themselves so you know this shit makes me happy and if other people enjoy it then i'm fucking pumped you know let's <laughs> so go. i would I'd let's say that's go. Those, those two are my biggest things for sure is just seeing the people i've met and you know i just hope i keep getting better and i can actually you know be friends with some of these people and yeah playing shows and sharing good music you know <laughs> absolutely bro it's gonna happen bro it's gonna happen because it's already happening yeah and that's and that's what's weird to think about yeah i, I don't know i've, I've always been kind of crossing people are like oh you ride or this and that. i'm like yeah you know and like oh are you good i'm like i'm not gonna be someone's like oh i'm fucking i'm amazing you know this yeah, and that. Yeah. like no i'm always like you know like i know what i'm doing you know i mean if you want me to go and tell you all my accolades like you know i've done this this and that and this like based off that do you think i'm good kind of thing you know what i mean so like that's kind of how i am like i'm never one to brag i just kind of do it because i love it and if you think I'm good at it? If you enjoy it, then cool. If not, then oh well. I'm still gonna do it. <laughs> you know, fire, fire, dude. Well, what are you currently doing right now, and what do you hope to accomplish by it? Um, right now, like I said, just trying to really focus on myself and kind of do things that make me happy. Because you know, I've noticed as long as I'm happy, truly with myself on you know the inside and what I got going on in my life, then mm -hmm. honestly, the sky's you know, the limit for me, honestly, truthfully, like I can always get things Facts. done when I'm truly just happy and 100% doing the things that I want to do, you know? So my goal this year, honestly, is just continue just being a better person, trying to be better each day and just trying to be a better producer, like trying to just keep making music, you know, surround myself with good people and just kind of be happy. Like, honestly, that's all I, you know, some people, I think it sounds like corny or cheesy, but that's kind of my biggest goals at the moment. And I hope if I just do those things, everything else will kind of follow, you know, if I can be happy and focus on my production who my people are around me, then maybe one of these days I'll get a confession release. Cause you know, maybe just a good energy and I might make a good track and just all the good energy flows and boom, there it is, you know? So that's kind of how I look at it, is it. If I got everything else in order, 
maybe everything else will kind of just start falling into place, you know? So that's kind of my biggest goal is just to get myself and my life all good and everything else will be good. That's pretty dope, man. I'm happy to hear that. And you're going to get that confession stuff, man. Absolutely. You're already there. You're almost there. I can just feel it, man, for you. Thank you. Thank you, brother. One last question and we can end yeah. it right there, man. Let's just say that you're walking down the street and then all of a sudden a UFO pops out of nowhere, <laughs> comes down to you. And then some aliens come around and say, oh, shit. Oh, shit. UFOs are really... Because your dog just reacted and says, like, nah, we ain't about that. <laughs> See, that's funny you asked that. Uh, um, so I've always had, like, and whatnot. So yeah. UFO pulled up. I'd be probably scared at first, but then trying to get, like, seeing what's up. <laughs> well, here's the what's up part. They, they, the UFOs are going to be like, yo, Price, we need your help, man. We need help, your help because you and only you can help us out, man. Come over to the ship and we can, and we can do this, man. You'll be like, all right, dope, let's go. But they'll be like, yo, but before you go, just to let you know, you'll be out for a while. You don't know when you're coming back. Here's a piece of paper. Write free pieces of advice that you will give to someone. What are those free pieces of advice? Uh, free pieces of advice, I'd say always be yourself and... You know, don't ever try to be something you're not Two, Don't ever be afraid to stick up for yourself and kind of speak up where you think is right. Mm-hmm. And three, um, just surround yourself with good people and kind of just focus on you and what you got going on. And even though there's so much drama and gossip and bullshit right. going on, whether it's Twitter or in the world, like don't really focus on it because as long as it doesn't yeah. affect you and your immediate life, it's really not going to do you any good. I agree. So, yeah. Yeah. Those are my three. Don't get too involved with Twitter wars, man. Like it's not <laughs> worth the energy. I've definitely been there and it's, yeah, it's definitely not worth it. <laughs> nah, bro. It just fucks up your psyche a lot. It's not worth the time and energy for it. It's like, I learned that the, the hard way long time ago. And I tell everybody, it's like, dude, I just scroll shit and I find it entertaining. That's what it yep. is to me. Like, I don't even, I don't even bother commenting or bother like doing anything because it's just, It's just a toxic thing. And that's the reason why I hate social media altogether. It's just everything is so toxic and fake that I just do not want to participate into it. Yeah, no, see, and I I wish we didn't have to have it for me. But yeah, I just try to be myself and try to spread positivity or show people that it's going to be okay. If I'm, you know, like if I go through something hard and I'm getting through it, then, you know, you can too. And I hope that's what, you know, kind of my stuff shows is, you know, if you're ever looking at my stuff or listening to my stuff, if you're going through something hard, you can be like, you know what, I can get through it because, you know, we all can. We just got to keep our feet moving and our heads up. It's all, you know, it's all it really takes, truthfully. <laughs> I'm with you, man. Very dope, bro. Well, thank you so much for coming over to the show, man. It's, it was an honor yeah. and privilege for you to come over. I appreciate it very much, man. Um, before we leave, um, plug yourself out and let the people know where they can follow you and what they can expect from you in the future. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, it's price music on all socials. So it's just ITS and then PRICE and then music. Um, yeah, I've got honestly a a lot of music I'm going to be dropping this year. I've already got some new labels I'm going to be coming up on, um, this month and next month I'm really excited about. So. Then, yeah, looking out for that. I got some shows out in Mexico. I got some LA shows coming up. So yeah, I mean, just gonna be plugging away and uh, hoping to you know travel some more out this year. But yeah, you know, 
that's about it on me, honestly. If, as long as you search for It's Price Music, uh, you'll probably find me. <laughs> that Just let everybody know it's Price Music with the it's with, with yep. the exclamation freeze guys freeze yep. with yep. the exclamation so, you gotta yep. put sorry, it sorry. yeah yep. so yeah of course socials it's it's price me spotify apple soundcloud just capital pr and then exclamation mark capital c and yeah find me. <laughs> well do thank you so much for coming to the show man you're afraid of the show man anytime you want to come here and kick it you let me know we'll set it up man Oh, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I got to come out to Miami. So uh, hopefully we'll make that happen. Absolutely. Let me know when you're in downtown, man. And I'm, I'll, I'll swim by to you, man. All right. We can chill and hang out. All right. Oh, yeah. And then uh, we got to run you here soon because you made me download it the other night. So we'll run it. <laughs> you right. already know. You already know. I got it hooked I, up. I got him. Yo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You right, got. Yo. <laughs> I still got a bunch more. I still got a bunch more. But Don't. yeah. Don't show we'll those to Zach, bro, because he's going to lose his shit. <laughs> I know, right? He's, so. he's going to be like, yo, 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 you got money there. You got money there. You got money there. Yeah. Right, literally. <laughs> but yeah, hit me up uh, over Instagram when now. We'll, we'll get, we'll figure out some way to duel because I got that game or you got Switch. I have the Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel links on there too. So Absolutely, man. Well, I can't wait to see you, man. Whenever I can um, have the opportunity to see you, man. Thank you so yes, much for coming over to the show, man. And thank you guys for listening. And remember, every week is a brand new episode with a brand new topic. So always remember to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at youtube.com slash the Lone Wolf Podcast or even lonewolfpod.com. That's lone, W-O-L-V pod.com. You can also check it out at SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Comment down below. Let me hear your thoughts. Share your experiences. If you guys got something to talk about, you guys got a specific topic that you want me to or a price to talk about, please let us know in the comments down below and we'll do our best to talk about it on the next episode. So thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you guys at the next one. Deuces. Good night.